It's everyone's favorite show about all things Utah. A show where four hosts, and sometimes a guest, discuss whatever they want regarding Utah, and mostly stay on topic. It's the new Utah Podcast, with your hosts, Bree, Chris, Jeremy, and Jessica. Jessica. I do like, after, what, three and a half years that we've had that intro song, we still bobblehead to it when it comes on. Yeah, it's a good tune. It's a really good tune. Thanks to Falk Ogan for yes. making it for us. Um, it's episode 240 of the new Utah podcast. Last That's not a question. 240. Yep. It's a statement. And the last one of 2020. Thank the Lord. And what Lord? Yeah. Just whatever Lord. Lord Prince wash William. my time away. There are no lords in the U.S. Not that I, I don't bow to any lord. I'm a lady. Yeah, well. Just in case you're yeah. wondering, I got my ladyship over yes. the weekend for Christmas. From you, Scotland? You yep. d- did you buy some whiskey and get it? No, no. I got it for Christmas. She oh. bought this is my actual, second one, actually. How, like how much, how much land do you I own? I don't know. Is it a foot? I didn't read it. I was like, buy, I already it? got one of these. And my mom was like, oh. Is that LaFroy? <laughs> you, you get a square foot. Lafroy no, that's like legit. Yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh, this isn't the real deal. But LaFroy is legit. Yeah. The one square foot of land. Yes. <laughs> so you've got to have, what, two, three square feet by now? I don't drink it that much. Dude, I just don't gross. drink. I love Lafroig. It's good. What do you, you say? Like gross. The Pete? I it's, know. Okay, so it, I, I really do actually. I, there's such complexity and and like just amazing flavor. It's pretty deep. I cannot drink it without a finger of water with it, or like a, an ice cube that started to melt. Uh, other, it's just it is so intense. Otherwise, that's really. I think the I think that's the only one that I've had. Is yeah, it's theirs. super intense. That was one of my tastings that I did. Yeah, that that is the peatiest of peat. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 on the on the outskirts there. What is she doing? Out. <laughs> yeah, I think you're gonna need to take a break from the intro and kick her ass outside. Honestly, she's she's out of control. A chopper. So stupid dog. She's been. Like we took her on a long walk. We wore her ass out earlier today. Did she go to daycare today? No, daycare's closed. Oh, um, for the holidays. Yeah. Can I tell you? So I don't talk. We don't talk about her day camp very often. Um, but kudos is a. We talk about local businesses all the time, and kudos to Canines is the name of the business, and they are. So our daughter Cassie, um, she works at a doggy day camp in Colorado, a pretty nice one, like with fucking bougie ass customers. She said, like, some of the, the people there get, like, huge tips from some of those customers. But uh, kudos to canines. Like $50 tip, and, like, everybody in the group got a $50 tip. Yeah. There's, like, 13 of them. Yeah, from one customer. That's awesome. Yeah, but, like, even she was like, we don't do anything like all the stuff that kudos does. So kudos is a, a day camp that does enrichment during the day. So they have a pretty, you know, normal schedule with, uh, these dogs. Regimented. You, you drop them off. They get put into kennels for the first hour and a half or so that they're there. Well, as, you can drop off anytime between seven and nine. Yeah. And so while all the dogs are being dropped off, they get put in kennels until all the dogs are there. After nine, they don't accept drop-offs anymore um, because they're trying to keep the dogs in a routine and in a schedule. Right. And so you have two different pickup windows. You can do like noon to one and then like 4.30 to six are the two windows you can pick up. Um, so if you do a half day or a full day. And at the, all of those times, the dogs are in kennel because they, they keep them controlled and, you know, give them a break That's and a time smart. to relax. Because when the owners come up, that's usually free for all, and the dogs go crazy. 
Yeah, and so, but during the day, they also do actual training and enrichment. And it's not like one-on, you can pay for one-on-one training during the day, but it's like, you know, the dogs are playing and they'll take one of the dogs and do leash training with them while all the other dogs are there. And so that dog has to pay attention and do leash training and they'll do it for 10 or 15 minutes and then let that dog play and grab another dog. Sometimes they do like scent training and they take like 10 of them into the other room and let them go around and do scent training and then they take them back and take another group of 10 mm-hmm. or whatever to teach them how or to like, use their nose. Like St. Patrick's Day last year, they had 40-something dogs laying down on cots without a leash, without anyone saying what to do, just laying there in a place. All 40 of them That's at impressive. one time. It's insane. And like the the ability to control dogs like that and get them to do those things, like... I, I, I can't say enough about that place. Now they, they do training. They're doing all sorts of really cool stuff. They do. So like they have this week off this whole week. The business is closed. I think their staff, they often will put their staff through long training courses. So they'll bring in outside trainers. Everyone there is a trainer. So all of their day camp staff are trained to be dog trainers. Uh, so it's just a, it's just a really cool business. And if you're going to take your dog to a day camp, I can't think of a better one to take them to. Uh, we, they we do the kenneling service too, right? Because you've had Phoebe there overnight. Yeah, so they do boarding service. Their boarding service is very different too. So like, it's very limited because of this. We've boarded Phoebe at PetSmart before, and a lot of places that you board them at, they they can go to a day camp during the day, and then they stick them in a uh, a not a crate, but like a little room that's like a little four by four area with a cot on it, right? It's, it's essentially a kennel, but it's like clear glass. So they yeah, can it's see basically it. like at a pound. <laughs> Like, it's kind of how they store dogs at pounds. Um, but, uh, at Kudos, when you, when you board with Kudos, they actually take your dog home with them. So you board with one of the staff and most of the staff at any point in time are fostering a dog or boarding a dog or they have a service that they call board and train where they'll actually take your dog for a week or two and do a lot of training with your dog, like a lot of one on one. Like if you've got a rough and, dog or like maybe you adopted a dog and it's got some special needs and like you, you just can't. So they'll get them trained for you and then they'll show you how all of the training that they did with the dog works. And, you know, they've all got dogs and they have dogs of various backgrounds and levels of energy and calmness and everything else. And but their their boarding their their actual boarding services, they go to day camp during the week. They go home at night with the trainer that has them. And that's just how they operate. So you take a you take their food and you take a blanket so that they can put it in their their boarding kennels with for them. And then that that's it. That's all you do. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just we don't hardly ever talk about them, but they're a fantastic local business and I definitely think it's worth mentioning them. They were doing a we talked about them a while back. They were doing a fundraising drive to get their new space, uh, which I think they've now secured and they're just working on the build out. Uh, which is nice because it'll be closer to the house. Um, right now they're down on like 45th and the freeway. Like third. And now they're going to be out in West Jordan. So, and it'll be a, a bigger facility and they'll have outdoor, right, outdoor area. Right now they're in a warehouse district and their only outside area is like gravel for like their potty area. Gotcha. Um, they do take them all on big, um, group walks though, which is kind of cool. Um, so they'll take them for a walk down to like Lowe's cause they're on the street there that Lowe's on is on yeah. the freeway. And then they'll like wait outside of Lowe's and teach them how, you know, people just walking by doing their own thing so that they're not like barking and stuff like that. So they've been, they haven't been able to do as much of that because of COVID. Right. Um, 
But anyway, they do a really great job. They're, they're great. We've done a, a little one-on-one when we were struggling with Phoebe's walking, um, so that she could teach us how to walk her and what the best kind of leash to walk her on is. Um, anyway, they're just great. We, we really like them this year. They gave her a, an advent calendar wreath. Um, that was just part of, they just gave them to everybody. So except for the Jewish people, they give them actual oh. Hanukkah things. They did. They gave them a Hanukkah. <laughs> like a, I can't like remember a, what it was. Like, I don't know. It's like a menorah thing that had treats in each day. That's cool. It was super cute. I just don't remember exactly what it was. Cause there's only a couple of them. But anyway, um, yeah, there's a little shout out to them. That was unplanned, but <laughs> I don't ever talk about them. And it, it just made me think because Cassie was like, yeah, we don't, we don't do any of that kind of stuff. Like that's crazy. Like all the stuff that they do. Uh, and so I just like reassured me that we found a good place and uh, I would encourage anyone that, that needs it to go talk to them because uh, the rates also, she's like, Cassie's like, well, are they like really expensive? And they're not. When you get the pass packages, they're no more expensive. They're maybe like two bucks a day. More expensive than PetSmart. But obviously way better. Oh, it's it's a million times better. Like, if you've ever looked at the PetSmart day camp, nothing against PetSmart day camp, but it's just fucking 20 dogs running wild, and every once in a while, someone has to clean up a pile of shit. Or they squirt them. Yeah. Like, but uh, this is a much different, more structured sort of play environment. So, And, like, if the dogs are getting out of control, I mean, sometimes they have to just stick them in a kennel for a while to cool off. But, like, they muzzle-trained Phoebe when she was going through, like, this crazy fear period. So now you can put a muzzle on her and she doesn't care. She hasn't had to have one on since she's been muzzle-trained because it... So dogs usually react out of fear. And when they're muzzled and they know that they can't react for whatever reason, it makes them They just stop. chill out. And they, like, if they can tell that one dog's just, like, totally amped up, they'll go stick it on it. They have treadmills that they stick them on. They have, like, they have them stored in the back <laughs> and they just roll them in. Put, Put them the on, a treadmill. on a treadmill. And they teach the dogs how to run on treadmills, and the dogs just run on a treadmill. So Phoebe knows how to run on a treadmill. We nice. don't have a treadmill, gets, but... I bet she gets lots of treadmill time. Yeah, the dog is... <laughs> I would say... I would say one out of every four times, maybe they'll mention that they had to put her on the treadmill. So, this is what... This is... I, like, I don't even know how to explain it other than this dog will be at day camp all day on Thursday. From 7 until about 5, 5.30 most Thursdays because Bree gets her late. She comes home, and when Sean brings Walter over, Walter is his black lab, uh, they play nonstop from like 6, 6.30 until 10. They do not stop. The two of them just go. And as soon as Walter leaves, Phoebe's out. Like, a like It's really cute. It's like baby fall asleep where her head is up and her <laughs> eyes like fall asleep, but... But the whole but time, she'll play the whole time. Yeah, she doesn't stop. It's just insane. The dog has so much energy. So like today, Chris has played with the ball. We took her on a walk with her weighted vest on. We did some sniffing stuff with her, and she's still. Oh yeah, when we got to the door, she was still lively as ever. Yeah, she's crazy. Lots of energy that one. Uh, so yeah, that's the first ten minutes of the show um, <laughs> talking about a local Utah business and my dog. Uh, but it is episode two hundred and forty. We have a lot uh, to pack in this week. Um, we're going to talk about um, uh, our famous Utah, our last one for the year twenty twenty. Um, it's not got anything to do with COVID, thank God. Um, <laughs> We're also going to finish up the best of Utah. We're going to talk about uh, the food and beverages and bars and entertainment stuff. And let's face it, that's everybody's favorite part. 
It is. It's my favorite part. I was I was rereading a bunch of it again today, and I was just getting hungry and hungrier <laughs> and hungrier and hungrier. I'm like, God damn it! I need to go to all these places. So I didn't do my like my job work today, but I did my other work today, and so again, I'm only half prepared for everything that we're doing. <laughs> so I do want to start though. It's post Christmas, pre New Year's. How was your guys' Christmas? Christmas was good. We had everybody over, all the kids and their significant others. It took us about three hours to open presents. But it's nice, though, because everybody's older. One, everybody helps pitch in. So, like, the older kids all buy gifts for each other. So we don't have to get nearly as much. And the quality is much better. It's not, like, $20 store items anymore. Well, it's, okay, like... <laughs> Bree's ex-husband and mother still don't understand. Like, the girls send us Christmas lists because we don't know what to get them. We don't know what clothes they want to wear. And it's always a list of clothes, like links, sizes, colors, like all that stuff. Well, Cassie has moved into practicality of adulthood, and I need... While I want to be fashion conscious, I actually need like basics. Like I need a bunch of basic tank tops well, and like stuff that I can mix and match. Especially and now that she's... Yeah, so that now that she's outside, she's like... I have like, like crop tops, but she's like, I'd like an actual shirt to put under my flannel, and like yeah. I need some winter boots that I can wash off That's if like a dog pees on them. Up. Yeah, yeah. So she's become practical, and Sean is still like fashion forward. Like I only want like seven things that are the same price, like, all from PacSun. You know, yeah. I I want like two hundred and fifty dollars in six items, <laughs> type type deal. So like we usually what happens is they send us a list. We buy everything and then Don's mom or Bree's mom and Don, the, their dad will just give us money and we divvy out the stuff for them. That's roughly well, they what give they us give a us. budget, you know, but, and we yeah. have our budget and then well, that's how, that's how we go about it. And like every year I'm like, don't forget, we have to give your mom more things because if she only gives the girls one thing each, she feels like she didn't get them enough. So she has to get like a bunch of things, even though they're all little so that she can give them more things. So Don was in the same boat this year. He's like, why? He's like, there's like three times as much for Cassie more like, well, first off, she has our birthday stuff in there as well. Cause her birthday's at the end of January. We usually buy it all at the same time. And I'm like, and she wanted like $3 undershirts from target. So she got like seven shirts for one of Sean's. Like, right. <laughs> you know, or a couple of thermal shirts that were on sale for like $10 and Sean's one little tink top was like 25. Yeah, her crop up. top. Was, she's like, I got my first crop top or my first tube skirt. Tube top? Tube top. <laughs> it's like fucking $35 for enough material to make underwear for me, maybe. That's funny. It's funny how fashion goes around. I remember when tube tops were big when I was oh, a yeah. kid oh, yeah. in the late 70s, early 80s. They're back, buddy. They're oh, back. Yeah. They're cuter now, though. I'm waiting for Jerbos. Jerbos. <laughs> <laughs> so is Jess. She's waiting for Jerbos. They to gotta be the, the, the farmer style with the strappies. Overalls? Yeah. yeah, the overall style. So They're like five times too big. What was the most exciting thing at Christmas for you guys? Like was there a was there a kid gift that was amazing or I think for me it was just having everybody there, having all the kids there. Because I'm sure you guys are the same way. Now that all the kids are getting older and you don't see them, I mean I'll go weeks if not months without seeing Julia. So I think for me the gifts were fun, but it had more to do with just Everybody was there. So we had a, a fun Christmas Eve and a fun Christmas Day. What about you, Jess? What was the best thing? Yeah. Being home by myself most of the day. 
<laughs> no, that's not true. My cousin and his little boy came over in the morning, so did I cooked the French toast. Did you go see your parents on Christmas? Just, yeah, just in the afternoon. We had dinner, and then I came home. But um, my cousin got me a charcoal snowflake Pyrex with a lid. Sweet. Oh, that's cool. It's that's pretty cool. rare. So, like, charcoal gray. <laughs> Yep. At first, when you said charcoal snowflake Pyrex, I'm like, this so is so they only made again? those until 1960. Oh. So, and it's beautiful. This is like this is the new Jess thing. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> the Pyrex queen. And so. I wouldn't normally take stuff like that from other people just because I'm super particular in like what it needs to look like. But James knows me well enough that no he, wrong one. Which is funny because I actually bought him mid-century modern glasses for his Christmas gift, so it was pretty like cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool exchange. But. I feel like you two know each other fairly well. Yeah, we spent a fair amount of time together, <laughs> <laughs> like in that in that regard. But no, it was just nice. Like I haven't cooked anybody breakfast in a long time, so it was fun having a two-year-old over. And I got a waffle maker. I finally oh, got, my parents did too. I finally Thanks. got a not shitty waffle maker. It makes, the kind that flips. It, yeah, yep. but it makes waffles on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know you That's could do that. That's what we use up at Bear Lake. Oh, so, so you, you can like, make two at once. Nice. So you put the one in, you flip it, and you open it up, and then there's another one for another waffle. It's super handy. It's awesome. Like, cause that's and the it makes good waffles. crispy waff- waffles, too, if you want. So Cassie got me that. I was pretty stoked. I think... The, it, that actually came from both girls. Oh, I don't know. It was just from the girls. Uh, and I think the the coolest thing about Christmas was we did. I decided to do tamales this year. And I think it has to be a tradition now because everyone thought it was like the new tradition. I'm like, I just wanted to make tamales because I make different. I've made like a, a crown roast, a pork crown roast. I've done like um, a, a um, prime rib roast. I've done lots of different Christmas dinner things because I like to do fancy stuff for Christmas. Um, but I also, tamales are a very Christmassy thing. But I think that what was fun was we all did it. Like Don even. So, so when we, when you eat the tamales, you the can tell who made which tamales. Bree's mom, <laughs> she's not remember how to make tamales. She is the most Mexican of all of us and she does not remember how to Have make tamales. Have you seen tamales. the TikTok where the gal's like making it to music? She's uh-huh. it's so funny. Well, like I saw like, you people using tortilla presses to make them like oh that's a good know, idea she, like all of the like cornmeal like out on the counter and she's do she's like mixing oh, it to like a christmas song it was so funny yeah but Bree's mom is the like grab a ball and smash it into the thing and like make it really thick and not very wide so there there's a, a lot of masa didn't, masa didn't it's not there's no Z. i know i don't know why i say it like that masa and and then don and sean were making them and Don wanted to put so much meat in. We're like, the thing is going to explode. This isn't, you're not making a burrito, dude. So you can tell if Chris made it, if my mom made it, or if Sean made it. And then you can tell if I stuffed it or if Don stuffed it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was fun though. It was a lot of fun. So I think that was my favorite part. Yeah. Of and I, I think they all, like, they were all excited to do it. And we got to do it on the new counters. Also, so the chili didn't stain my counter like, like it usually does. 30 minutes to make 60 some odd tamales. And usually for Chris and I, it takes like an hour and a half. So it was really fast. Nice. <laughs> which was nice. But yeah, there's definitely a mix. So. And we played Mario Kart because we got Sean, uh, uh, Switch. And she was not expecting it. She started crying. She was so excited because I pretended like we weren't going to get her one. Well, because she she... sent us a list of 
things to get when we're rich that her and her roommate made, which is really just a bunch of stuff for their house to decorate the house and like do around the house. And we're like, we're not buying you guys stuff together on a list that you made together to get together. Like that's not, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, some of it was like, was like, like a framed picture. (laughs) Like not getting that for you. You don't really want that. But, but the switch, she was so excited. Like she just, she's like, are you serious? Really? And she wanted a record player. So we didn't get her any of the clothes she asked for. We got her that and the switch were the, the two, her two gifts. Well, we got Cassie a mountain bike. So. But we, yeah, because her boyfriend likes to mountain bike and she was on the fence about it for cost. And so Christmas, with Christmas coming up, she's like, well, that's just what I'll ask for. How's she going to get it home? We actually bought oh, it there. bought it before Christmas and had it. So she's, she she's had it for up. a couple of oh, weeks. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So got a sweetheart deal on it too. I like, like $250 off where it was normally. Nice. So thanks, Dicks. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? It's been a, been a busy week for not having work. My kitchen. Okay. Breeze kitchen. You don't, you didn't let me talk about it last time. So we had new granite countertops put in last Monday. Yeah. We talked about it on Tuesday. And then week. we did. Talk I tiled. About it. Yesterday and today, and so I have now have a backsplash all the way from my countertop to the bottom of my cabinets, which I wanted forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So I think my kitchen is finally done. I think it's finally remodeled. You got a drink before you talk next time after a mouthful of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear the like popcorn smacks. <laughs> We're going to get a complaint. We're going to get another popcorn complaint. uh what about you jeremy you had a bunch of little notes on here oh well yeah so so roof is finally finished that that wrapped up last week so roof's done gutters and all that's finished carpet uh two and a half ish weeks till the carpet comes for upstairs and then it when that's done, we're probably done with remodel stuff for a little while because that was a lot and then stupid dumbass Chungus the rat is still there. What else has he done that makes him so other than eating all the chicken feed? That's a, well, that's a big one. He gets in there and like eats it right out of the thing. Yeah, because your chickens don't do anything because they're stupid. So we're debating on getting a cat, like for real, like a mouse or cat. Just go get one from the pound, man. That's what I'm thinking. That's crazy to get rid of that stupid rat. They will get them. Doesn't take much. Any cat that's worth its weight will catch something like that. Our cats would not. Our cats aren't worth their weight. The one back this there cat, is terrifying. This one right here that's sitting on my lap is so cute. He's playing with my headphones. You don't I think he, they'd kill a rat? Nah, he'd kill. Oh, speaking of killing things. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This is really cool. So was it yesterday? Maybe it was two days ago. No, it was yesterday. Um, so I'm leaving the house to go somewhere real fast. And as I'm pulling out of the driveway, I look over and there's a bird on our park strip. Not uncommon to see a bird on the park strip, but I'm like, that's a really fucking big bird. So I start driving and it doesn't move and I get closer and I notice that it's like eating something off the ground and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And so I get up close. That's a fucking falcon that was sitting on our park strip eating a fucking bird that it had caught. That's sweet. And it just sat there. I got close to it. It just, just pecking away, eating whatever. And then I took a couple pictures of it. Like, it's a, like, beautiful fucking bird. Clearly a falcon. That is awesome. Yeah. It's like, how often do you see that in your front yard? So I'd call Bree and I'm like, oh, look out the front window. That's a falcon eating a fucking bird. 
So Sean sent us a snap. Of what? And she's getting a COVID test. Or I mean a COVID vaccine. She had a consent form that she had to sign. Yeah, that makes sense. That way that she knows that she's consenting to the microchip they're putting in her. Autism and a microchip. That's right. That's free with every COVID vaccine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they'll make an app for it. Oh, man. So you can track yourself. Uh, Anything else from you, Jess? (laughs) Just a happy time at home. Ron's okay? You found Ron? Yeah, he's fine. He's not dead? The other roommate might be on her way out, though. You said that like a couple weeks ago, too. Yeah. You serious this time? Fuck that bitch. Have you had enough, or has she had enough? No, I've had enough. I've had enough. I will throw you out the window. She's like, don't. Your boyfriend can't be here. Yeah, he's still just, we're just fucking. Don't worry about it. No, he's just (laughs) abusive, and I don't want him in my house. That makes sense. (laughs) Bitch, get out of my house. Yeah. Could be of you somewhere else. Call me that's down. what she comes from, so Yeah, it sucks. That's too bad. She uh she decided to send like a super passive aggressive text about the dishes at like ten o'clock the other night. And I was like, Really? I've been asking you to do the damn dishes for months and this is the text you're sending? I have a zero tolerance for this. And then I went to bed. God, this is why <laughs> she's the this, one that did our laundry at three in the morning too, right? Same person. This yeah. is this is why no roommates ever, never again. It would take extenuating circumstances. Extenuating? Yeah, that's what I said. Get it, get deal with it. It, it would take that I mean, kind I of thing. I would love to not have roommates too, but yeah. I also really like paying my bills. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I like my house. I'm 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 past it now. That's this is the only roommate I can handle. <laughs> even the fucking kids. Even have them even here. Ron's annoying habits like are not as annoying as no. some of these other ones. So nah, but, he, so he's in quarantine, and I went. To, I had to go to the game store yesterday and pick up some models that he had ordered. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you need anything outside of the house, like let me know. And he's like, actually, <laughs> did you put him in a tote and like lower him down in his I hole? No, I just sat at the top of the stairs. It's no but... longer a laundry chute; it's a Ron elevator. He's like. <laughs> He's bummed, so I, I think he should, if he decides to get tested, it'll be like tomorrow or something. Don't so. use test Utah. No, the Ridley's next to our house does, the yeah. pharmacy does it. Don't you use just test park Utah. You just park and text them and they come out and do it. So. That's a good, that's good. Is, don't is use it the same Utah. lady who makes the donuts comes out and <laughs> does the COVID test from Ridley's? Ridley's donut lady. What? Grocery store, Ridley's. Yeah. She makes donuts at the grocery store. I don't know about the donut lady. <laughs> yeah, even having a, even having a kid's home though, like they were, they're getting better because they're, they're learning to like be adults and take care of their own shit. But fucking stupid Sean, she doesn't know she's only gonna be here for three days. She's throwing her clothes in the hamper in the bathroom out of habit, leaves them, which is a good thing. Goes home, leaves them. But she leaves like a sweater and some socks. A sweater? You don't wash sweaters? Yeah, you do. Regular sweaters. Not old man hoodies. Yeah, not, not not cardigans. Like, this kind you can wash, but my others, yeah. you can't wash those. You can. You just don't dry them. Well, yeah. But anyway, so she just left her stuff here. That's funny. Um, but they're, I mean, they're both getting better, but even that was like, this is three, like at, at one point on, what was it Christmas? Everyone had left the house. Oh, yeah. The girls I, ran the, somewhere. Like Don and, Don and my mom had gone home. We'd been playing Mario Kart and stuff all day. And the girls had left the girls to go somewhere to, together. Yeah, get in, do run an errand. And Chris and I were talking and all of a sudden he's like, stop. I'm like, what? He's like, just listen. 
was like, because oh. our house is so quiet. Like there was at one point where I actually started to feel overwhelmed and had to go upstairs because I am not used to the noise. And especially I don't go to work now. Like there's just nowhere I go that's crazy like that. Anyway, um, but I was close to getting a divorce. We're not even married yet. <laughs> the holidays can do that. The holidays do that to a lot of people, actually. But the, the holidays and designing a home. We should check in with with the with our friends at our divorce and see what their numbers are like in like oh, yeah. a week I or should, so. I should ask. You should ask him. Like if the numbers go well, isn't Jill going to be on next week? Oh yeah, we yeah, can ask. So her. we can we'll ask, ask her next be, week. What, she's skyping in because she's out of state right that's now. That's okay. We can yeah. still ask her. We can ask her what their numbers look like because. Uh, it is a great service. Uh, it is a tough time of year. Um, if your stimulus check hasn't come in yet, the stimulus checks at $600. I just want to point this out. You can put half of that towards your divorce. That's right. And still have 300 and left still over. still have $300 left over to go to the bar. Um, do you think that they do like friend divorces? We should ask that. Like they should start that kind of service. Hey, we want to, we don't want to be flight gift certificates. Yeah. 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 But I don't no, like I don't want to be friends with oh, you anymore. Friend, I'm divorcing yeah. you. Oh. I'm divorcing you. It's I thought not, maybe they did. Like, I'm sick of your Trump, your Trumper yeah, attitude. It, it's like, not oh. quite the same thing because the the divorce itself on ourdivorce.com is an amicable mutual divorce where both parties want to get divorced but don't want to spend ten, twelve, thirteen thousand dollars. They just want to get a divorce. Would it be bad to give that as a gift certificate to somebody? <laughs> like on ourdivorce.com, free. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, get, get it for your sister. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that whole thing. I'll talk to you about that later. That sucks so bad. That's a bad situation. It is. It's sad. Uh, she sides. did She did go through their stuff, right? Did she start filling out their as stuff? As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, they don't have kids, which makes it a whole lot like, better. infinitely easier. And they don't own a home together. Like the, the process of divorce when you don't have all those financial and human entanglements. <laughs> It's so much easier. I mean, that's honestly why Brie and I aren't married, because I don't want to be that tied to her. Just own the house. That's it. <laughs> no, the cars. Own some cars together. Some different debts that we have accumulated together. But definitely don't want the marriage license. <laughs> that That's just a piece you can't get out of. But if we did need to, ourdivorce.com would be probably the best way to do that. They might even give you a discount. <laughs> Probably because I do know someone. <laughs> you know who I am. But you couldn't discount it much more than three hundred bucks. Wow, I mean, come great. on. Uh, any updates from Real Housewives chefs? Just one, you guys. They were at one of my favorite Italian restaurants Olive in Garden? Draper. No, Toscano's <laughs> right on one hundred and fourteenth and State. And it's so when they walked in, I was like. Oh my gosh, they have amazing pizzas and pasta there. I was just really excited about that. What's that oh, place cool. you like in like, like Sugar House? Oh, or Paranoia. Or, paranoia. I love That's that place. place. Paranoia? No, Paranoia. Paranoia. P-E-R-N-O-I. Paranoia. No? No, it's actually, is that Sugar House? I don't know. It might be like, like close to Mill Creek. It's not, yeah. it's just regular Salt Lake. In no man's this, land. Like Brickyard yeah. area. I don't know. No. It's <sighs> off of whatever 13th East. And instead of going straight, you make a right hand or a left yeah, hand turn. Thailand. Is it's that? Highland. Yeah, yeah. It's where it's Highland right on and 13th intersect. It's like yeah. not quite Sugar House, not quite Mill Creek. Creek. It's like right in between in that void so of Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. Yeah, it's in the void of Salt Lake. People don't like when people say Salt Lake, they think like downtown, 9th and 9th, the avenues. It's they don't think proper. of like like 
south of Sugar House is like no man's land because you could be in South Salt Lake and not know it, and you don't want to be there because you're going to get fucking stabbed. Or you could be in Mill Creek if you go a little bit further south and east. And still get stabbed. But then in Mill Creek, you're like, oh, then you get shot. Doing? You're like, I got stabbed, but it was with this really nice knife. <laughs> By a crack no, they shoot up there. That's yeah. what they do in my cousin's neighborhood. They don't fuck around. Yeah. They kill you with hunting True. rifles and handguns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Anyways, that's my only update. I just wanted to talk about that Gra- it was really cool to see okay. that rush. <laughs> grandpa fucker still fucking grandpa? She wasn't, she wasn't really in this episode. Thank God. She doesn't need any more airtime. This is the very beginning, but I wasn't Everyone's disgusted by her activities. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but. Um. Okay. Well. Are there, hey, are there any? Is there anything? I was thinking about this today. Is there anything going on for New Year's anywhere? No, there shouldn't be. So, like the the big Times Square stuff that they always do with the ball drop. I'm sure they're still going to do a ball drop. But. Yes. So I so the radio station that I listened to on Sirius XM talked about this um, yesterday. I think it was. Um, there are still obviously like pre recorded performances that are happening across like boys to men the board. They get bigger. Yeah. They can get bigger acts if if they pre-record them and just throw them on like the Tonight Show. I don't know. Anyway, so I, mean, I would assume there's like, like so CNN will do their thing with Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen. Where he takes off his shirt. There's and right. There's the thing with uh, uh, Ryan Seacrest. So there, like, there are definitely stuff happening, but they're going to get the Osmonds. No one will be in Times Square, which is crazy, which is crazy. It's like, kind of crazy to think about that. I mean, yeah. it's good, but I was trying to think like they've got to be doing some cool like TV stuff because everyone's going to be home because there's no yeah. big events. There's no big parties. Bars aren't hosting big parties, which also sucks for bars. Biggest night of the year is New Year's and they're not able to really do anything. Um, yeah. Anyway. No, but hopefully people will be, you know, going to their liquor stores and their, you know, you could go to Sugar House, you could go to Holy Stone, you could go to Clearwater, buy your booze ahead of time, you know, fucking go, go to the Thursday. store, go to the store on holiday or down the gateway and get your stuff for nachos or whatever and you can still party at your house. Like it's 1999. Guess what? New Year's is, it's the sci-fi Twilight Zone. Marathon is <laughs> my favorite. Oh, hey! So before we get started, a couple weeks ago, I said that I would talk a little bit more about what was happening with Sundance, and I should probably talk about it since tickets go on sale next week. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I was doing a little bit reading, and I think this is going to be—it's super sucky for Salt Lake and Park City because this is a huge part of our our tourist industry for the year, and and money that comes in from people from all over the world. But so they've shortened it down to one week. It's usually over two weeks. So it'll go from January 28th to February 3rd. And they're going to be doing so online showings, virtual showings, but they're also going to be at art houses across the country as well as drive-in theaters. Yeah. And so if you go on um, Sundance.org, they have a list of, in, in different states. Are they like, going to do any in-person theaters, though, in the Salt Lake area? Yeah, so the the Ray Theater, which is up in Park City. Because, I, I mean, um, like most theaters are now positioned where they can sell limited numbers of seats. I know, it's so. a movie theater for my first time over the weekend. Oh, yeah, you saw Wonder 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 Lady. I did. Was it good? I liked it. I only had two issues How with is it. How is she so. compared to Maeve 
in in the boys because that's a great character in the boys. I haven't seen that. So. Oh my god! But have you ever watched the boys, Jeremy? I know what you're talking about, but I haven't. Okay, so for Utah, they will be up at the Ray. Um, and then it just says Salt Lake City with Salt Lake Film Society. So I assume that they'll the be, Broadway. right, uh, that they'll be arranging something. But so tickets go on sale on the 7th and I haven't really dug into how they're doing tickets. If it's like a normal year where they have first, like the members are allowed to buy and then the, the locals, I would assume it's still the same way, but they have the programs completely released, uh, with all the films and I just, I think it'd be really cool to be able to, I think it'll open up a, I don't, I don't know how many tickets they're going to be selling. Cause like I said, a couple of weeks ago, it's $25 a ticket. So, yeah, not cheap. um, but to be able to like watch it at your home, like you don't have to drive up to park city if it's snowing at Parley's, like, I think that would be a really cool to be able to just sit at home and, you know, and stream it. So but January you do, miss, 7th. you do miss the cool like interviews with the directors and stuff. Yeah, I mean that those are once really once in a lifetime opportunities and but it'll be it'll come back, you know. It'll be better. This is the first year that um Tabitha Jackson is the is the director. She she took over for Robert Redford last that's year. That's cuz so. he's ready to die. He's pretty old. That's why right? he, so that's why I sold the ski resort. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's their he's Sundance film update. It's good to know. So now we're going to get into um, the best of Utah, or do you guys want to do Famous Utah Let's first? do Famous Utah first, okay. and then finish on the food. Sounds good. Sounds good. It'll mean I'm less hungry um, for the last <laughs> half of the show. <laughs> so uh, our Famous Utah on the last one for 2020, and I'm not sure what we're going to do next year. Um, maybe we'll do that, or some artists, or musicians, or um, dildo makers. I don't know. Um, famous Utah fa- dildo makers? I'm sure there's one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've been seeing TikTok videos of ladies that like 3D print dildos and vaginas and sell genius. them. It's like a great I've fucking got a 3D way to make printed money. moon for Christmas. That's pretty oh, that's amazing. Cool. That's cool. So you can make money on 3D printing. Yeah. Yeah. You can also just make money apparently by taking panties that you wore all day and throwing them in a in a like a vacuum seal bag and mailing those to dudes. Like, okay, here's my $3 pair of panties I wore all day, and they're, you know, 50 bucks to you, so I just made $47 on those panties. And all I had to do was wear them. It's gross. It's really gross. (laughs) Hey, everybody has their thing. Yeah, I guess. And if you're able to do that, and that's a hell of a way to make a living. That that's great if you're asking me. I mean, I wish I could 50 sell fifty bucks a day to wear your underwear. Fuck, if I could sell could. my boxers. Don't say you if you wish. No, there you is can. no no one wants to buy you my dirty boxers. You don't know. I've been in these all day. Fifty bucks, baby. <laughs> the bidding starts at fifty. <laughs> There's no fucking way. No one wants to buy my boxers. My used boxers. <laughs> I try to give them to DI. They won't take them. That's right. I just try to give them away. They won't take them. It's weird. Ladies are making $50 a pair. I don't know. They might make more. It's just stuff that I see that I can't unsee. I don't. OnlyFans. On TikTok? (laughs) Yes, on TikTok. And yeah, OnlyFans. I I do think, though, I think the reason uh, OnlyFans is so successful for people uh, is I think in general, like, um. 
Americans in particular, like, like mainstream porn is so fucking weird now. Like, I don't, like, the, the, like, people getting stuck and like the weird incest shit that's all over the place. And like, it's just not like all, all these adult film stars are like perfectly proportioned and that that's the difference. The only fans are like real people, right? They're like people that were just doing fucking TikTok, And then we're like, Oh, here's a way for me to make money. And a lot of them don't do anything crazy. They just wear fucking lingerie or something. And they make a fuck ton of money so what is it like you so this people sign up unfortunately it? there's legislation that's about to come down that's going to kill the sex worker industry yeah unless something's and it's it's brutal it is it's, brutal it's pretty rough stuff but like so the way only fans works is it's basically like a tiktok account or something but you subscribe to an individual account and so it's like it's maybe it's five bucks a month. It's like subscribing to someone's Twitch stream and then you get access to their content, which is pictures and videos. And really from what I, what I can gather for most of them, it's actually more about the weird community that they form, right? Like that's a whole bunch like with Twitch. Like a lot of times you subscribe to a channel because one, the people are fucking entertaining you while you're watching them. Like, isn't Twitch the one where they play video games? Yeah, or not all of them even play video games. Some of them just fucking talk. Some of them just talk to the people in their chat. Like, there's a whole chunk of Twitch that is just chatting, huh. which is people literally just talking to people on their stream, or they're like fucking cooking and talking. Think about to how many lives have been saved with technology like that for yeah. people that would normally be alone. Well, and it's just yeah, that's just what it is. It's a sense of community and belonging. So now you're like chatting, blah blah blah, and having conversations, and that's a lot on OnlyFans too. Like huh. they have conversations with people that are subscribe to their OnlyFans channel and so they have this weird community that forms and I don't know. I've not subscribed to anything. I just see it all over the place and I know these women are making a lot of money and so more power to them. But we're not here to talk about OnlyFans. Speaking of OnlyFans, tonight's <laughs> guest. <laughs> we're here to talk about a very famous Utah. Um, you have probably heard about him or of him. Um, uh, and, and we're going to talk specifically about Mr. Larry H. Miller. Um, probably even, of all the famous Utahns we've talked about, he's probably the farthest reaching into the community as far as... Yeah, into the local community, even into the national community. Um, and he is, you know, we've talked about some famous Utahns that like grew up here and then moved away or came back or, you know, they'd made their home here. He, he went away. He came back like this. He is a Utah. He is a, a, a born and bred hardcore Utah. Um, he was born here in Salt Lake, right? Yep. He was in Salt Lake. He went to West High School. Yep. Um, you know, his, which for those of you who don't know, which is probably most of the people listening to this, West High is not the East High that they use to film High School Musical. West High would be the other side it's of town. It's the antithesis. Yeah. Like the very other side of town. It is I mean, not. To be fair, the other side of town is like a mile and a half, two miles away. It's not. Right. So not a far distance, but a huge. It's like the wrong side of the railroad yeah, tracks for Salt Lake a City. A huge difference. The poor neighborhoods and. It's like, lifestyle. But it's also not anything like Kern's High. No, it's its own island. It's it's much better than Kern's High. Let me be clear. Kern's High is the worst in the entire valley. Kern's High. Top notch there. That's why we live in gangland, folks. Uh, anyway, so uh, he went to Kern's High. Or, see, I'm fucking up. He went to West High. <laughs> West High. Um, so he was actually born. This was interesting to me. He was actually born Lawrence Horn West. Yep. Um, and... 
his parents got divorced early in his life, uh, and his mom married a guy. I thought it was Lawrence Westhorn. Uh, Lawrence Horn West. Oh. That's Larry Sorry, H. got it confused. Yeah, and so his, his wife actually, they got divorced. His mom and dad got divorced. Uh, and, and the mom, Mary, uh, Lorlyle, I don't know. It's fucking some weird name. Um, she remarried to a dude named Frank Soren Miller, and he actually legally adopted Larry in 1949. So he would have been five? So I don't know the circumstances of the divorce. I couldn't, I like looked around to, to see if I could find like extra info on it. Um, but there really wasn't much other than they got divorced and then he got adopted by Frank Soren Miller. So that's why his name is Larry H or Larry Horn Miller. It's actually Lawrence Horn Miller, but he always went by Larry. Um, he actually met his wife, Gail Miller, Gail Miller, who is, uh, Karen Gail Saxton or Saxon, uh, was her maiden name. They met at high school. Yep. High school sweethearts. High school sweethearts. Uh, they, they both went to college, ended up getting married. Um, and this is, this is what was weird because I always thought just not knowing, and it's always weird when we, we start learning about these people to find out like where they came from. I always thought they just had money, but they didn't. Nope. This is like Larry H. Miller. This is this century money. Like he made his fortune in the like 1950s and 60s and 70s. Like he was a he was the American dream. He's one of the stories of the American dream. He gets done with college. He starts working for uh, auto parts stores. Basically, first right? he first he does construction for his uncle. That's his first job. 1964. Uh, Let's see. He also, he does the, when does he do the car racing? Because uh, he did That's a little later. Racing. A little bit later. So he's, he does construction for his uncle, and then he goes to work in, a, in an American auto parts store. And this guy, you got to understand, Larry Miller is a big fan of cars and a big fan of baseball, softball in particular. Like, he's in the softball hall of fame, right? The male softball yep. hall of fame. So he worked uh, until 1964. Yeah, that's when he took the 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 auto parts right. job, um, and then 63 to 70 is okay. When he so in that cars. same time, yeah, he was racing cars in in the 60s, basically, and then from 62 to 85, he was a fast pitch softball player, pitching the in the Salt Lake City yeah. and Denver Metro leagues. Uh, so he did end up going to Denver to play or De- De- Denver to work. He ended up. Running the parts for two Toyota dealerships in Denver, uh-huh. in the Colorado area, and then in 1978 he became the operations manager over five Toyota stores. So this is it. This is just a kid that grew up like cars, like softball. Ended up working at an auto auto parts store. Starts taking over the parts department for Toyota's Toyota dealerships. And then he bought his first dealership. When did he buy that? Uh, 79. Yeah, 1979. He and his wife, Gail, uh, Karen Gail, but we'll just call her Gail because that's what everyone knows her by. He opened up Larry H. Miller Toyota. And it was a partnership with William Reed With his Horn. uncle. Yeah, yep. his uncle. So in 1979, opened the very first Larry H. Miller Toyota. And basically in 81, so a couple years later, he bought out his uncle. And all the way through the 80s and the 90s, he just started buying up and creating and, and setting up dealerships yep. across the, the Intermountain Western region. Yep. So Utah, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico, 
Um, Larry H. Miller Automotive Group was formed in actually 2007. Uh, so years later, yeah. he, he created this group. Um, and, and then, uh, no, 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 that was before 2007. In 2007, 2007 is, is when, when he got tagged as the... One uh, of the top 10 um, biggest dealers in... 42 dealerships were $13.5 million. In 93, he was listed as the 15th largest U.S. car dealer with 19 dealerships. So, and he started getting into a whole bunch of other stuff. So the car dealerships were kind of his, his move into, um, the world of business. Um, you know, buying the dealerships, running the dealerships. Um, him and his wife, his wife was, and they're always been family owned. Like his kids are involved. His family's always been involved. He was, you know, partner with his uncle. Um, he bought up a television station, um, that he later changed to KJAZ, KJZZ. Uh, home of the Utah Jazz for a long time. <laughs> uh, it was a UPN affiliate. Um, uh, he and, owned the Golden Eagles when they were the Golden Eagles instead of the Grizzlies. Yeah, and so he he uh, he started buying up uh, and creating the uh, Megaplex Theaters yep. uh, all around Utah. Um, owned the the got into real estate, created Jordan Commons. Basically, all of the stuff there he built. Uh, the Larry H. Miller Group owns that. In fact, their corporate office is that big office tower behind where the theater is and stuff there. Um, uh, and back in, um, when did he buy the Jazz originally? 85 is when he bought in, I think. So it partially, yeah, he bought half the Jazz. Yeah, for like 9.7 million or something like and that. And then, it, that was in 85. Yeah. And then just over a year later, his partner, uh, I can't remember his name. Sam Battistone, Battistone yeah. was was negotiating to sell the Jazz to Minnesota, so he bought them out. So he bought out the rest of it for fourteen million, and then he built the Delta Center, which is now Vivint. The Viv. The Viv. You will be the Delta. Center. In nineteen ninety, it was the East Center for a while. No, the East Center. No, the East Center was the West Valley. No, it was some Energy Solutions Arena. Energy Solutions, what, and ESA. then Vivint. Yeah. So nineteen ninety, for a cool sixty-six million, he built the Delta Center, which I mean. That's a really great venue for lots of stuff, but it is the home of the jazz. Um, now this is, he, like Bree said, he bought the, the Golden Eagles in 89, uh, and he bought a WNBA team, the Utah Stars, which have transferred a few times and they're now in Las Vegas, I think. Um, he built and, and, uh, ran the Miller Motorsports Park, which is now gone. Yep. Yeah, um, but that, they did like Friday night drag races mm-hmm. and stuff. Like that yeah. was a big sporting complex. He wanted it to be a NASCAR track, uh, and it just never came to fruition. Um, I didn't realize this. The tour of Utah, the big bicycle race, oh, yeah. that's actually his race, the Larry H. Miller tour of Utah. I had no idea that that was his, his like thought and his child. There's a ton of stuff named after him, um, because he's been such a big part of the community. Right. Donating millions to educational institutions and, and stuff. Um, I did want to talk about the jazz because this, this was one of the things when researching him that was really difficult for me because the Miller group just sold the jazz to Ryan Smith, the, the founder of Qualtrics. That's like all you can fucking find right now. Right. <laughs> you have to sift through pages and pages and pages and pages of stories about that sale. Uh, and that sale, uh, it's, it's unfathomable to think of the amount of money. So he bought the team for nine and a half million, really all in like 25 million roughly is what he paid for this team. $26 million over the course of a couple of years. 
they just sold it for the most obscene amount. Do you guys know what the amount was? Wasn't it $1.6 billion? Yeah. Fucking crazy. <laughs> so here's just a really quick side note about the Delta Center. The very first concert to be played. Was Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. October 22nd, 1991. <laughs> just, just knew that. Just bam. <laughs> Oingo Boingo. She went to I didn't concert. even have to. No. no. I, I became a fan like too late. <laughs> too late for Oingo Boingo. So did you want to do a little jazz history? Because you can't really well, talk about Well, I think we it. should mention the fact that he's a little bit racist and a little bit uh, misogynistic too. I mean, yeah, we haven't got to some of that stuff. Like the reason he he uh, filed to basically get out of the deal with UPN because he didn't like their urban. He didn't want um, them to be content. so urban. He only wanted two hours of urban content. He didn't, he didn't like the black content. And he wouldn't uh, show Brokeback Mountain when it came out because he thought that it showed that it was they were against. Oh, I remember that. Well, that was that was a big controversy. That had a lot of people boycotting his theaters because mm-hmm. he would not show Brokeback Mountain, which was it was the Academy Award winner that year, wasn't it? No, it actually was the crash one over it. It was a huge, oh. huge upset. Yeah, yeah. But it was nominated for shit tons of awards and the Megaplex Theaters, which if you live in the Salt Lake area. I remember that. And I wasn't even back in Utah yet. That made national news. Yeah, that's like half the theaters. I mean, that is the Megaplex Theaters owned by the Miller Group are um, the biggest theater chain in the Salt Lake area. There are Cinemarks. There are. What's the other really big one? Um Regal. Regal. Yeah, there are Cinemarks, yep. there are Regals here, but the Larry H. Miller Group theaters far outweigh those. Right. Um, and, you know, they were some of the first in the area to pioneer, like, in theaters. It, I remember when Jordan Commons, when they first did Jordan Commons, and um, it was the whole experience. And inside, and it's still like this, it's not just regular concessions. You can go get sandwiches, you can get nachos, you can you get have dinner. And you can have dinner while you watch the movie, uh, which was a which was a big kind of change in movie going experience experience. And since then, you see chains like Cinemark and Regal doing a lot of that same stuff. But the Miller Group pioneered it here. They they were doing it before anyone else. Um, they create. <laughs> we have to talk about the Mayan. The Mayan, okay, because the Mayan doesn't exist anymore, and I don't know whatever happened to the lawsuit. But as soon as the Mayan happened, so in Jordan Commons. Off to the left, there's theaters there now, or a big meeting space. I guess they're off to the left. Um, on the south side of, of Jordan Commons, there's a big space that used to be the Mayan. So the Mayan, if you'd ever been to Denver, or if you ever watched South Park and you hear Cartman talk about Casa Bonita, it's this kitschy, stupid, really I shitty... Call it Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. It's a... Uh, it's a restaurant and it's, it's themed like a Mayan sort of theme. They've got cliff jumpers in the middle of the restaurant. They're just high dive jumpers, uh, into little pools. I, I gotta, I know I've told the story before, but I gotta tell my cliff diving story. So we get the kids all hyped up to go there. They're pretty little to the to, Mayan, to the Mayan when it opened and we heard about it and the show and all that kind of stuff. So they're all hyped up to go. We get there and first of all, it's cafeteria style food, which was weird, but whatever. So you go through the line. Cafeteria style food every time you go to Disneyland. I know, but, but it was a little strange. Anyway, so we go and we sit in our seats and we've been there a while we're almost done eating and then finally the lights go down and the music donka 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 starts and the kid dives blue splash the lights go back up the music stops yeah that was it (laughs) and and like the thing is if you'd ever been to casa bonita 
that's exactly how Casa Bonita is. There's like people walking around making fucking balloon animals, kids running around like idiots. It is cafeteria style where you like order and like go through a line thing. And the Mayan was an exact replica. When I went into the Mayan, I'm like, this is fucking Casa Bonita. He has just completely stole their shit. Well, they sued him. Is the name of that restaurant actually Casa Bonita? Casa Bonita. C-A-S-A-B-A. Yeah, but you keep saying Casa Bonita. Yep, that's right, because I watch a lot of South Park, and that's how Cartman says it. Casa Bonita. Beautiful house. It's awesome. Anyway. I don't watch South Park. They sued him, and I dug and dug and dug and couldn't find any um, any indication of how that lawsuit turned out. My guess is they settled. It doesn't matter now because the Mayan's gone. Stop yep. And actually, the the most recent news I found like this week, um, apparently everyone's checks at Casa Bonita fucking bounced last week. All their paychecks bounced. Uh, so it's probably on so its way it's out. So it's on too. its way out, likely. The place is not like, <laughs> I don't recommend going. It's so bad. Yeah, we went the one time. I think it was for one of the kids' birthdays. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, but yeah, they own that too. Um, and, uh, yeah, so should we talk about the jazz? Let's a do a bit? little because jazz, just a little jazz timeline. Cause you can't talk about Larry Miller without talking about the jazz. Well, cause because, that's what he's known for. Yeah, he brought, you know, the jazz here and, and, um, so made na- them what they are. 1974 is when the New Orleans Jazz became the 18th, 18th team to join the NBA. Um, at the time, so 1974, it was 6.15 million to add them to the NBA roster. When the team first started, they held a competition to decide what the name would be, and the runners-up were the Dukes, the Crescents, the Pilots, the Cajuns, the Blues, the Deltas, and the Knights, and of course the Jazz one. Um, the first big player was Pistol Pete Maravich. Am I saying that right? Maravich, Maravich. So he was their first star player. Um, but in 1979, so only five years later, uh, they moved to Salt Lake. Keeping the Mardi Gras colors and the logo. But why? Did it say why they decided to keep the jazz? I don't know. I, I couldn't. I because couldn't. everything has been affected by that name, the jazz, since. The jazz. We the have buzz. the buzz. We had the stars with two Z's. We have. What was the football? The Grizzlies. We had that indoor football team. That was, Which we had two of them. We the, had the, the Eagles, the Screaming Eagles. Wasn't that a, the name of it? I don't know. Uh-huh. What, the Blaze. The Blaze. The Blaze with two Z's. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why they yeah, decided to keep the name. And, until RSL came along and and broke the mold, every one of our sports teams had two Z's. That's true. Uh, well, he, he when he bought the the the. We didn't even talk about the Salt Lake Bees. Oh yeah, the Bees. I said the Bees. The bees oh no, the I buzz. said the buzz. Said the buzz. Yeah, because he bought the buzz and changed the name to the Bees. Everything with two Z's. Yeah. So 1983, they bring out on Thurl Bailey, who was the number one pick for the that year's NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Frank Layden. So 1984, Frank Layden, um, be- wins coach of the year and starts coaching for the Jazz. He was the Jazz coach for a long time. Yeah, yeah, for quite a while. Uh, also 1984, John Stockton is drafted from. He's Catholic, you know. Uh huh. He, he, where did he come from? Did he come right out of college? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he? I think he did. Um, he was also on the Olympic team with, uh, Carl Malone, they both played on the He was super team. little. True. In comparison to most people. Yeah. So, 85, Miller buys 50% of the Jazz. 86, he buys the other half of the Jazz. Uh, 88, Sloan takes over as head coach for Frank Layden. Frank Layden passed away not too much longer after that, didn't he? Early 90s? 
something yeah. like that. No, because I got I met him at the Olive Garden. When was that? Um, eleven years ago, maybe. Oh. Okay. Alrighty then. Uh, let's see. Ninety-three. Let's see. Stockton, Stockton, and Malone retire in ninety-three. No, they didn't retire. No, I was in ninety-three. Also, Frank Layden's not dead. Wasn't was he not wasn't dead? wasn't nineteen ninety no. the year we went to the championship? No, that was ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. So yeah. ninety-seven, ninety-eight. That's when Jordan stole it. Yeah, ninety-seven, ninety-eight were the best years the Jazz ever had and ever will have. Both of those years. That may not be true. We don't really follow basketball in this house. We actually did talk last week, though, because Donovan Mitchell, who was an NBA uh, guy playing for the Jazz, is just a fucking stand-up duty, won best right, Utah right, right, this right. year. And and I think we talked a little bit about Rudy Gobert as well, because Rudy Gobert actually just signed to stay here with the Jazz and try and bring a championship to, to Salt Lake. And That's so right. um, they actually have a good shot right now. They've got a, a good team, so... So, uh, 2010, Malone enters the Basketball Hall of Fame. 2011, Jerry Sloan resigns. Uh, 2014, Quinn Snyder hired as the Jazz head coach. Yeah, and see, through a lot of this, especially with Sloan, that was, that was all Larry's doing. Like, Larry had a heavy hand in running that organization in, in the Jazz itself. Yeah. Uh, up until he passed away from, from diabetes. Uh, complications to diabetes. Diabetes didn't kill him. The other stuff did. Um, but, uh, well, it would have been vacations to it would, for diabetes. Yeah, it would have been COVID, but, um, you know, it was a little early for right. COVID. So 2015, the, the Larry Miller group dedicates the new Vivint Smart Home Arena. Uh, and then the following year, they begin the $125 million transformation <laughs> to go to the Vivint Home Arena. 2017, Gail Miller announces that the ownership of the Jazz and Vivint Smart Home Arena have been transferred into a legacy trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's funny because the legacy trust, the idea behind the legacy trust was that it was always going to stay in Utah as part of the Miller family, and then they still sold it to yeah. Brian But Smith. I think it's still going to, I think it's still oh, it, it, to absolutely, stay in Utah. Yeah. So, Brian Smith has no, no idea of leaving. So... Who is Ryan Smith? What is he's what? The he's owner the owner of Qualtrics. Founder and owner Qualtrics. of Qualtrics. And there's a lot of talk that he is actually still going to be buying Real Salt Lake, which would be quite interesting. Um, that, uh, he. Hopefully that brings, um, I'm totally having to break apart the women's team back because they're currently on hiatus from being in Utah. Uh, well, they were sold back to Kansas City. I thought they, that was just temporary, though. I think they were sold back um, oh, to, to Kansas sad. City. We'll see what happens. I think what's going to happen is January 8th, uh, Major League Soccer is going to take over the sale of the organization. has nothing to do with Larry Miller. But I think once that happens, then you'll see something happen pretty fast. My guess is they already have a deal ready to go. They just have to wait until Deloy Hansen can't say no. I think it's very interesting that Jerry Sloan died and they also sold it this year. They both happened this year. They were just waiting for him to die. No. Maybe. No, I think he's it was been just gone for a while. I, I think it was I think the jazz organization was probably a bit much for Gail. Uh, and I don't think Greg was doing a good job. And I think that those two combined was just like, it's time to give this to someone that's younger that can actually spend the time with it. Uh, well, that has the passion. It. Just because you inherited it from your father doesn't mean. Yeah, that's not passion. the, that, well, not, yeah, exactly. Cause they have so many other businesses. Like, did you guys know that the Millers were the ones that own fans? 
before they sold it uh, oh, a few years ago. They own the fan stores. I didn't know that. Also, multiple Zs, by the way. At the that end makes of that sense one. now that you say that. Though. <laughs> but yeah, they owned they own the fan stores. They own a lot of shit. They have bought tons of stuff throughout the years. So, so back to Miller just a little bit. Um, in 1994, he purchased the Salt Lake Golden Eagles hockey team, uh, and that's when it became the. Blaze. The Blaze. The Blaze. The Blaze. Um, he was also involved uh, doing underwriting. Did you just say the Eagles became the Blaze? The hockey team. No, the hockey no. team became the Grizzlies. Yeah, the, the, Blaze. That's the, Grizzlies. Grizzlies. the Blaze was the indoor football so team. So it was the Eagles, but when he bought it, it became the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, he did. He put in about $320,000 of his own money to help Utah Valley Community College become the university. The university. He also basically built one of the Salt Lake Community College campuses. Yeah, the Larry H. Miller campus. Yeah, he basically helped build that entire campus. Uh, he also sponsored a world-class fetch fast pitch softball team that he's been sponsoring since the 80s. Because he was really into that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he's been given numerous awards, the Utah Minuteman Award from the National Guard. An honorary doctorate of law from the University of Utah. He built the uh, train, um, the law enforcement and correction officer training center. Oh yeah, the uh, one in West Valley. Yeah, he built that. Twenty-one million dollars there. So um, he was also inducted into the International Softball Hall of Fame in '92. Uh, the it, the Utah Athletics Association Hall of Fame in November of also November or also 1992. You know they also so the Miller Group. What is it? Is it Prestige Financial? Prestige. Prestige Financial. Prestige, prestige Worldwide. <laughs> Boats and House. <laughs> I don't know uh, what Prestige is. Uh, I mean, it's prestigious. I didn't, I didn't say prestige. prestige. I said Prestige. Um, but uh, I think you just think I talk like a hick all the time, even though I pronounce my words. Um, I enunciate just fine. Uh, but <laughs> so he built, he created that financing group for his auto dealerships. Um, because I think it gave them an opportunity to sell more vehicles because they do shit and shit ass financing for people. Like they do good, decent financing as well, but they do like garbage credit financing for new and, 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 uh, like new vehicles or, or slightly used vehicles, uh, through that, that particular financing agency. And that was a good idea because fuck, apparently he's the 10th largest auto dealer in the country. That's wild. So. And also, he, he, it was because of him that you can't sell cars on Sunday in Utah. So stupid. He pushed the legislation to get that through. Yeah, super more Because guy. he refused to be open on Sundays, but he didn't want Well, it, I don't think the law actually says you can't be open on Sundays. I think it says you have to be closed one day a week. And so I think the dealerships decided, like, yeah, that Sunday makes the most, most sense. Yeah, some of that stuff's loosening up now. The car dealer laws, though... I think we talked about this a couple years ago. We talked about the Tesla thing coming to Utah. Car dealership laws. Yeah, we did. All over the country are so fucked. They're so ridiculous. Um, they were originally set up to help dealers and, and, you know, keep car manufacturers from being able to undercut them. But, oh man, they're so, they're so brutally crap. So, but that Larry H. Miller, um, he's, uh, He's a good one. He's a self-made good one. Um, that was the most shocking he's, thing to me. He's only a he's he's a kind of good one because <laughs> he, he didn't like the gays and the lesbians and yeah, he, came, he came. From he didn't want time. you to be too Gail ethnic. Yeah, Gel Gel loves the gays, not the blacks though. She's still against them. I don't know. I, 
<laughs> I'm just this joking. Just people. talking bullshit now. The Larry Miller family, though, has done a lot of good for for a Utah, ton, for a Salt Lake, a ton of good. Actually, you know his his hatred for the blacks is why he made the public safety education and training center. I think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he didn't like the urban content. Come on, the <sighs> urban content, which was absolutely black television basically well and he was like because there's not very many urban people in metropolitan salt lake city yeah i don't anyway i do think overall he had he was he was a good person he was a great contributor to uh to utah as a whole uh he did a lot of good things here and his name i mean he's in everything i was blown away at how many different things he has his hand in uh which is which is really kind of cool um, you know, the way that, well, and he did a lot with his money. He's not one of those people that just sat on it. He contributed a lot to, to schools, to education, to, I, I just want to point this out. So I, Forbes actually just recently did a piece on Gail Miller, like in the last, um, like today, I think, um, her net worth right now, real time net worth is $1.9 billion. This is a person that started out working as an auto parts technician, well, her husband, as an auto parts technician. I don't remember what she started out doing, but basically, like, they started with nothing. They were high school sweethearts that didn't have, like, a shit ton of money coming out of college or, or high school. They just, they put their heads down, they worked hard, they had some dreams. Did he even go to college? Uh, I think he might have. I don't know. I don't remember. Not even sure he went to college. But I mean, part of that is selling the jazz for $1.6 million to Ryan Smith. But they have a five, they're dealerships. They're dealerships. So they, remember, they started with one Toyota dealership. Their dealerships are worth an estimated $5.4 billion last year in sales. Over 64 dealerships they own now. I was trying to think how many states they're in. I think it's, like it's just here in the West. Like I think it's California. Idaho, Utah, Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona. Colorado. And Colorado. And Colorado. So six, seven of California. I don't think they have dealerships in California. I'm going to Google that. But that's 64 dealerships worth $5.4 billion in sales last year. She's S- number 12. Is well, Plus, uh, he's got so like when... When Carl Malone was going to leave the Jazz, he gave him a car dealership to stay. Because mm-hmm. there's the Carl Malone dealership, and then there's the Stockton to Malone that he gave uh, half and half to those two to to stay. So I mean, because of the the law the the laws with the franchise, he couldn't pay them more on the roster. But he had ways of keeping people. He gave him car dealerships. Yeah, it's really really quite quite crazy. Um, but anyway, Larry H. Miller, there you go. Pretty famous Utahn. His dealerships are basically, I would say, he owns more than half of the dealerships in the state of Utah. Yeah, I'd have to. He's tied to tons of them. There's there's only a few. He Arizona, doesn't. California, Colorado, Idaho, New Mexico, Utah, and Washington. Oh, Washington. Washington. Yeah, I didn't think he was in California. I wasn't sure, but. All right, it's that time. It's the the last segment of the last show of 2020. Um, best of. It's the best of Utah, and it's everyone's favorite part of the best of Utah. Part D. I'm really hungry. This is a bad idea. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's it's the uh, restaurants and food and entertainment, uh, which entertainment will be sad. So we're going to end on a really fucking sad note, probably. Um, but. We're going to talk about restaurants. Um, we like talking about restaurants in general on this show because we all like food. 
um, and supporting local Utah restaurants, especially right now, uh, is so super important. So, you know, my suggestion is go out to these places as you listen to what we talk about or go out to cityweekly.net. Um, go look at their best of Utah stuff. Um, go visit restaurants if you're like, oh, I want to go out, but I don't know what I want. Go fucking look in the best of area and find a restaurant that you want to go patronize um, and, and give some money to because. And as simple as if you want a burger, go to go to Crown Burger or Apollo Burger. Yeah, there's, there's or yeah, more. It's just spend your money locally uh, with with local folks with local restaurants. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. Uh, and on that note, also. Um, I just, I just want to say really quick, I don't know if it's in here, we might come across it, but yesterday, Monday, the Himalayan in downtown Salt Lake was on the news. Um, for what? For closure. Closure. possible closure oh, forever. Downtown. For which yeah. one? Which? So, the downtown Himalayan. Support them. Oh, okay. They're such an integral part of downtown Salt Lake. There's also so. a Himalayan by you guys on 114. Yeah. But I don't think that they're on the closure list. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so, just support. But that's the kind of thing that's happening right now because these restaurants just can't keep their doors open because COVID's been so impactful. Um, I, I will also mention because, you know, we steal City Weekly's content uh, for two episodes a year. Uh, we, we love those guys. Um, you know, they're struggling too. Um, pressbackers.com is a place that you can go and help donate money to keep the City Weekly, which is a completely independent, free publication, running. They're having a hard time um, paying for their own stuff because ad space is really hard to sell right now because the types of ad space you sell in a magazine like City Weekly or in a newspaper like City Weekly is event ad space, is bar ad space, uh, and and local vendors just don't have the kind of money to do it or they're just not having the events. Uh, that's That's another big part of it. And they're a free publication, so it doesn't cost you anything if you want them to stick around you need to help them pressbackers.com you can go out to cityweekly.net there's a link out to to donate right at the top of their page Um, so definitely i would encourage that uh, as well all right so without further ado um, we're just going to go through it as, as is, um, I'm sure we'll skip categories like we have in the past. You guys speak up when you run into stuff you love or, or hate or have a comment on, I'll talk shit about everything. Well, we can start with communal since we talked about that, about it being open or closed or whatever, because it won the best Utah County restaurant. Yeah. And actually, Jess, you had gotten a, we got a, we got a thing on our Facebook, I think from someone that talked about communal, right? Yes. Yeah, what did and I say? they were just talking about the type of menu that it has, and that you don't like have to sit. It by isn't a bunch just of one meal. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So yeah, he was really cool about it. They are open, um, but uh, they are the best Utah County restaurant. Black Sheep Cafe is pretty decent. I've eaten there. Um, that that one uh, second place, and then third place Station Twenty Two, and I don't know that restaurant at all. Um, best new restaurant. This is always a, a, an interesting category because I don't know. Um, I don't always know the new restaurants. And Arlo won. Uh, Arlo is in Salt Lake City. Has anybody been there? Nope. Very gutsy to open a new restaurant this year. Good for them. Hopefully they can keep it. Yeah. And it's it's like, uh, I mean, they're lamb, lamb ravioli with roasted mushrooms and celery root, chicory salad with sumac yogurt, caramelized carrots and quinoa crumble. 
It sounds really good, um, but uh, that's in uh, 271 North Center Street in Salt Lake. Uh, Cultivate Craft Kitchen and Carson Kitchen. I think Carson Kitchen wants some other stuff, too, um, to round out those top three new restaurants in COVID era. Best breakfast. I don't. Blue Plate wins most years. You know, I haven't been. <laughs> I haven't been to Blue Plate in a long time. When I went last, um, this is how long it's been. Was probably before Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives went there. Uh, and what I hear is the quality has gone down considerably post Diners, Drive-ins, and Dive. Yeah, because it's 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 too busy. They can't keep up with the kind of quality. I don't know. I've never eaten at Roots, which was number two. Um, so maybe I'll have to check that place out. Uh, and Park Cafe. I love Park Cafe. It's always great for breakfast. And that's like right across from Liberty Park. Best Indian restaurant. I'm very happy to see Saffron Valley climbing up to number two. Disappointed that Bombay House is still the winner. They're not bad. They're great. I like them. There's one right over here that we go to. Um I don't see Gura's. I like kitchen. Gura's is amazing. It's so good. They're, so, they're, that, they're just a tiny little ma and pa, but man, they're good. Yeah, it's just it's just pa. There's no ma. Ma's gone. However, <laughs> I don't think ma ever existed. That was it's a bunch of Indian bros. That was that the place. restaurant we went to. That was our last the, pre-COVID the eating night right. before they yep. shut everything we down. We went there for right. Heather's birthday. I forgot about that. We went there that night, and then the next morning, they shut the state down. And honestly, Himalayan Kitchen's up there, too. It's disappointing to not see them on this list, because their food is, is outstanding. Um, so, Kathmandu uh, was the, the number three, and I have not eaten there. It's pretty good. I love Indian food, so I will try it. We need to go to the Bhutan house. It's my favorite. <laughs> Where's that one at? We'll have to do that. Um, it's like 13... 13- East and 8,400 South-ish. Huh. I love Indian food. You know, I was talking to, we'll, we'll get down to it. We'll get to like the banh mi stuff um, when we get down there and I'll, I'll talk about what I was talking to someone about. Uh, best atmosphere. I don't see that. I have a hard time with best atmosphere in 2020, to be honest with you. Because it's yeah, all. this is a weird one that they put really in. It's really weird. I mean. It's, uh, but keep Carmine's. in mind, this is readers' picks. Yeah, so I mean, this is Car- Carmine's gets the win. HSL, which I don't know. I of. do not agree with that at all. And then Log Haven, which I still haven't been to. You know, I haven't seen on any of these London Bell Supper Club, and I've been dying to go there. I think we're actually going to go there, um, sometime in January, uh, with, with John and Jody. It's a fancy, schmancy type place like Log Haven. So. Nice. Uh, I don't know. Does wine list matter? I'm not into wine lists. Nah. That's not my thing. What about you guys? Jess is a no, heavy but, wine drinker. But we I am. Do- I actually got a bottle of champagne for Christmas. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to do with this? Just My coworker's like, keep it in your kitchen. Could <laughs> <laughs> mix it in to make a champagne flavored cake. I bet you could make a really good cake with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a mimosa. Probably put it in the frosting. She doesn't drink. It's not going to do her any good in a mimosa unless she puts it in the mimosa and then dumps it down the drain. I actually have champagne and orange juice in my fridge right now. Doesn't a mimosa sound one good? One for me and one for uh, my I'll be having some. I'll be having some down on New the Year's. Drain. New Year's Not day. even one for me, just all for my husband. <laughs> you drink the she OJ. just drinks the orange juice and pours the champagne down the drain. I don't What's even that? drink orange I think there's a Halsey song that talks about buying champ- like champagne and like dumping it down the for drain. For the homies. 
But uh, Best Desserts is on here, and Jess's Feelings and Emotions is on the number list. One. Number you one. skipped way the fuck down, though. We don't have to do every yeah, freaking thing. We cannot skip the Best Thai Restaurant, because I love Thai Okay, food. that's fine, but I like and dessert. And Bar is delicious. I've not been there yet. You need yet, to go for so their brunch. I've, I've, it's good. I've been to Sawadee. I've not been to Shanon Thai. I love Thai food, and there's some, we have really good, like there, there's a taste of Thai down here off of 62nd and Bangator. Place is fucking amazing. Like very even down into Utah food. County, there are a couple in Lehigh that are freaking rad. Have you been to Bangkok Grill yet? No. You need to go to Bangkok Grill it? in Orem. Oh, I don't make it, it down that way very often. No, it is so. It's like it's basically <laughs> in fucking Pleasant Grove. <laughs> the only time I go to Orem is when I go to True Religion. It's right off of State Street in Pleasant Grove. It's you need to go there. Like it is when I get lost down in that area. The Purple Turtles the only thing, and I don't know. It's that like place all of a sucks, sudden, and it's not anywhere. That's all the way by the canyon. I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm driving. It's on the back side of the mountain. I haven't gotten off the street that I'm on, but it's been seven uh, different streets. Guys. State Street, 17th Street, 12th Street. The and then all of a sudden, there's the purple turtle and the giant cock, that great big chicken. That's still oh, that's an American Fork. It's that's all American the same. Fork. It's not. That's, a, that's the big chicken, and American it's, Fork is a pawn shop. No. Yeah, but it's like all on the it's same not, street. You're not talking Domo. about the Domo You're not talking rooster? about Domo? I don't know what I'm talking Are about. Are you talking no, about the pawn shop on American State Street? The, yeah. Just the huge yeah. plastic white chicken. Oh, yeah, that's oh, a pawn shop. Oh, it's white. Yeah, there's oh, a blue there's one a, that's Domo. There's a Thai food restaurant on that street, too, in one of those like house-looking businesses. It's really fucking good. Yep. I've eaten a lot in Utah County. I can't so find anything down there. there. I get so turned around. Anyway, uh, best I coffee. I only ever drive through Utah County. Best I, coffee shop. I'm glad Beans and Brews right. is on there because I really do like Beans uh, and they, Brews. They do such a great job. They have franchised really well around the valley. They are a local shop. I like Publix Coffee quite a bit. I'm not a big fan of that shop, though. I've been in a couple times. I wasn't impressed with the shop itself. But they have a couple. Yeah, I'm talking about the one on 9th right. and, and West Temple. Um, best downtown restaurant, Copper Onion. I haven't been there in a while. No, we haven't been there forever. Um, Takashi, which I still haven't fucking been to Takashi. I, I go really so want. I there was a an article. I might have been in Salt Lake Magazine this week about a uh, current oyster bar, and I was like, I just really have a craving for oysters in the shell right now. <laughs> Oyster, little oyster. So delicious. Yeah, and I so I the problem is like the last time we wanted to go to Takashi, we ended up going to a different we went to Kyoto instead, which is really good. But it's like Takashi right now is not doing any dine in service. You can only do dine in if you go to the bar attached to Takashi and they'll do dine in from Takashi, but although otherwise it's all takeout. I don't, but that's, it's a very limited menu. I don't want to. I don't want to experience Takashi that way because it's always in one of the top in you know sushi and top restaurants downtown. So I'm I'm afraid to experience it that way. Now we're on to best desserts, Brie. And fillings and emulsions does win. I don't want to talk about it now. I what? wanted to talk about it before. It was like <laughs> you can't skip all the categories. I can skip whatever you told me. When you see something that you want to talk about, talk about it. So I did. <laughs> Jess, what's your favorite thing at Fillings and Emulsions? Oh, the Palitos. Palitos. Like, it's the most delicious thing I've had this year, is I it, think. Is it like a polygamous toe? Uh, no. So it's a long, palitos. skinny, a palito, a long, skinny baguette, and it's, they, he puts salted butter on it and prosciutto. That's it. And it is so delicious. And they're, they're, uh, cafe au lait is really good too. Mm. Or con leche, I guess it would be there, but it's so good. They make it like perfect every time. That sounds good. And their rolls. Then Gourmandise. And I've not been to <sighs> Les Madeleines. 
Oh, it's so good. The Madeline's? Yeah. The owner, Romina, is one of our customers and at Volkswagen, and she is just a ray of sunshine. So best brunch, Piper Down. I've not been to... I don't go to brunch very often because it's just not a thing I do. But the picture they have, the the, the dish doesn't look great, but the fucking Jameson cold brew behind it is an amazing... looks good. It looks really fucking good. (laughs) Because Irish coffee is great, and like Jameson mixed with cold brew sounds delicious. So I, I had one of those at in downtown Disney. A Jameson cold brew. Oh, it was so good! It's so good. I don't know. I don't know about Little America for brunch. I think that that like I don't think of um, like buffet style for brunch. Wasn't that Rick and Kelly's favorite brunch forever? Was Little America? I think that you said they used to go there like every couple weeks. Uh, when her mom was alive. like, there are a bajillion more places that could be. I'm pretty sure it was it was Mama that really liked it because she was an old older lady and that was just what she liked to do. But and I like like Market Street's pretty decent brunch, but it's always the same. And so if you're not in the mood for like, you know, a seafood omelet or. You know, it's just not a good place. For That's brunch. fine. You can pick some like James and I for a couple. I was probably a couple of years would go around Salt Lake and and pick out like a new one each time. I don't actually know if we ever repeated, but like eggs and I delicious. Yeah. Hub and spoke delicious. Are you broken over there? Yeah, I fucking bent my entire fingernail back earlier and it Ooh. just accidentally caught it just now and it hurts. Ugh. Best Anyways. French restaurant. Lakai. Okay, so I just want you to know for last week I posted the video clip on our website of the moment in Lakai in oh. Dumb and Dumber. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eva's Bakery. I'm going to give a, a shout to them because Eva's so is good. fantastic. And also Franks. Franks is amazing. I think I bitched last year that Franks wasn't on the list. Uh, and Franks is really, really good. I'm a big fan. If we keep complaining, maybe things will start changing. Look, you did it already. I'm trying to make those changes. Um, Best Middle Eastern. Laziz was number two. Uh, Maza. How have you heard from them lately, Jess? How are they holding out? Well, I talked to Derek a couple of days ago. Actually, I talked to him on Christmas, but I don't. I didn't ask about about the restaurant because I know when we interviewed them a few months ago, they were hanging in there, but just like everybody else, things were a little tight. Well, I mean, if you think about Maza, they've lost two of their locations. Their 9th and 9th and Sandy locations are both gone now. They just have the one on 15th and 15th. So it's happening everywhere. Uh, okay, best Vietnamese. This is one of the things that uh, I was talking to um, my food mistress at work about. It's like, you know, oh my, when it first started was awesome, right? Like Because you couldn't get a bon me anywhere. And oh my was like... The place because their bon mis were so good. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of Oh My. There are way better places like that little Saigon for Vietnamese food now, uh, and we have a big, big Vietnamese culture here in Salt Lake, and I just don't think that Oh My is the best representation of that anymore. I think it was just the first that that really got any kind of attention, and I think that sticks in people's minds. But I don't think by any stretch it's the best. Sadly, even though Fillings and Emulsions won Best Dessert, they're not the best bakery. Gourmandise, for sure. Gourmandise wins over Fillings and Emulsions. It's because they have the peach. I will say that that fucking place is absurdly busy every time I'm in that area. Gourmandise? 
It, yeah, downtown. It's across. There's the one street. in Draper too. Yeah, that one's never quite the same. The one downtown, it's across the street from the empanada place. I think Draper's legit. Really? Yeah. That empanada place, you know, the mm-hmm. the the yep. Argentinians. Mm-hmm. Right across is Gormandy's across the street. And that place is always fucking packed. It doesn't matter when I go there. Because it's delicious. And then Lee Madeline, which interestingly enough, the same three that were the best dessert. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh that says something. Best wings, trolley wing. I've actually never been there, have you? Uh, Trolley Wing Company? Oh, yeah. I've been to the one in uh, Draper, I think it is. I don't know. It's out by the office. No, maybe it's on 78th. There's one in Midvale and one on It's one on Midvale on 78th and whatever. I just wanted to point out, I hope you're happy Mandarin did not win the first spot in Best Chinese. When I saw that, I was like, finally, some other (laughs) fucking restaurant won. And honestly, Red Maple's fantastic. It's delicious. They they do an amazing... You want to talk about brunch. Saturday and Sunday brunch time, they do dim sum service where they bring the dim sums out to the tables. I don't know with COVID if that's still a thing that they do. I know they serve. That's where we had Mark's birthday. Yes. Yes. And they will just bring dim sum to the table and you just go, I want some of these and some of these and they'll just roll the trays out and put them on your plate. It's like Cafe on Hong uh, in in the downtown area. Uh, I love Red Maple. Uh, and you can get it delivered through most of the food service apps around here um, from basically anywhere in the valley. Um, so there's there's that. I've heard about Mom's Kitchen a couple times now, and I haven't tried it yet. So I really want to give that a shot. Also, I will still shout out David's Kitchen uh, on 33rd and, and uh, Main. I think it's Main. Maybe it's West Temple. I don't know. It's on 33rd just before State Street. Uh, and that's amazing Chinese food. We did skip over Mexican. I'm not going to talk about red iguana. <laughs> Stupid thing always wins. I don't think it's near. If you want mole, I still don't think there's a better place to get mole in Salt Lake. I, I don't know of another place that does mole quite like they do. But for my money, I've chili tepin and blue iguana are both absolutely fantastic Mexican food. Blue iguana, blue iguana always makes the list, but it's never- well, and they have the giant fucking margaritas. I think is the big thing with blue iguana. Uh, but I like El Chihuahua has the, <laughs> the ginormous Death Star. Death, Death Star. This is just a gimmick. Uh, I really, I, like I really like Chili Tepin. If you've not been there, it's worth going. It is really spectacular. Have you been to El Paisa? No, oh, I haven't. You should go. It's so freaking good. Uh, Cecilia Mia won Best Italian. It's pretty good. Is that the that's they bring the place ginormous. that they, they <laughs> yes. do the Parmesan? Yep, and they melt it. In and, yeah. yeah, it's. Delicious. We still need to go there. I did, is it? It's a Utah company. What Cecilia mm-hmm. Mia? Yeah, I think so. I think Interesting. So. Uh, Cafe Molise uh, was up there, and then Carmine's. We still have to go to Cecilia Mia Brie. She's mad at me. She's still mad about the dessert it thing. Is oh, legit. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just not as foodie as you guys, so <laughs> this doesn't. Like food is my enemy. Makes so, me sad. So Salt Lake Valley restaurant. This is what's weird to me because they have like best. Uh, downtown and then Salt Lake Valley, but 1017 South Main is downtown to me, right? Is that, am I out of my, my space there? Because SLC Eatery kind of gets that nod from everyone, but it's still downtown instead of being in the valley. Like Ochre is all the way out in day, daybreak and that's a pretty decent little place. Um, what do they serve there? Food. <laughs> it's an American bistro. Just American bistro. Yeah. <laughs> It's a cutesy little place. It's it's a nice place. We ate there with the girls that once, remember? Um, but 
I just, to me, I think that category is more meant for the broader Salt Lake area instead of Salt Lake City. But I, I guess, I don't know. I, I just feel like the one at 1017 is, is closer. Innovative menu, Table X. I've never eaten there, but I hear it's really good. And so I might have to give that a shot. And that's up on 33rd and like 14th East. Trying to think of what else is there. That's think, like Highland, right? That's like yeah. I think that's one of the restaurants that has been featured on Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Oh, so that's up by uh, that's right up by Brickyard by the Harmons on Brickyard, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because that's like thirty third and thirteenth, I think. Yeah. So is yeah. that like because the Burger King got torn down there? Um, Trace Ombres is there. There's another great Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I like that place. I love that place. They have good guacamole. Uh, restaurant patio. This is important in the summer. Uh, Ruth Steiner up in uh, Mill Creek. It's uh, immigration. Immigration. That's what I meant by Mill it's Creek. It's delicious, except for the time that we went, there was a fly problem that year. <laughs> <From all the laughs> but you can't really like no. get away from that. But it is very cozy. And I think they did some modifications for COVID for their patio. That's good. Um, I'm not sure if it's just if it's for winter or if it was just for the fall, but it was really, really cool. You have Tuscany and the Cliff Dining Pub. I don't know the where. Cliff I don't is know where the Cliff is on. Uh, it's at the top of 123rd. <laughs> oh. on like 13th East and 123rd. It's awesome. Oh, by the uh, the Salt Flats guys thing, the garage up there, oh, garage right? grill, just a little bit more east. Okay, so just a little and bit a little more up, up the hill. Yeah. Okay. By the Cactus and Tropical. Yes, same oh, parking okay. lot. There we go. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try that place sometime. They have the most delicious sticky buns. So best Greek, because I love Greek food. I just love Mediterranean food in general. The other place is fantastic. And it just, it, it's just, it doesn't look like anything when you go past it. No. But their food is so good. It's like a block from where you work, babe. So it's in Kearns? No, from where you, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this year, I guess, no. Uh, Manoli's I've not been to, but Greek Slovaki, also a Utah company. And it's voted number three, and it's like... Their baklava shakes are so good. We insure them. I've not tried that. It's you do? Good. I like that place I like a lot. their gyros and their kebabs, because you can get the different kebabs. Yeah, for fast food Greek, uh, Greek Slovakia, you can't really beat. I like Yanni's a lot uh, as well, right on that weird bend at uh, sh- right out of, leading out of Sugar House. If you're either going to go on 13th or Highland. Yeah. And then you can turn and go down Highland and go to Jess's Italian place that she likes. Right by where Yanni's is. Uh, what's the other one? Um, Mad Greek is the other little Greek place. Oh, yeah, that one's good. I've been there for a while. And there's a Greek place over off of 56th called like Chicken Express, which is like an open yeah. pit chicken Greek place. I keep seeing stuff on that. On the and north I, side of the road, is that? Yeah. Uh, it's on the like uh, on 56th. It's on the west, west side. Yeah. West side of the road, yeah. I keep wanting to try that place and just haven't got there. So, um, we can talk about the Ogden restaurants. I don't know them very well. I do know Slackwater also exists in Draper, and I think... It just opened by Southtown Mall. Yeah, well, it's been open for like a year and a half. It just opened because I just saw it. <laughs> it's been open for a while. Like, I went there pre-COVID. It was fantastic. Then when COVID hit, they were only... You know, they had to shut down like everyone else, and then they were only doing delivery uh, or takeout, I should say. Um, one of the things about Slackwater is their beer selection rivals... Bayou. Wow. It's a really good beer selection. Their pizza's fantastic. What cracks me up is when you go to Bayou and somebody orders like a blue moon. Yeah. You're like, 
Hey, they they think it's crafty. Well, it is crafty. <laughs> but if you're gonna go to some place like the Bayou that has what do they have, three hundred different beers or something crazy like that, try something you haven't ever had before. Red redheaded slut. That's my favorite. It's a mixture that they do. It's really good. Roosters is on the Ogden. Roosters is pretty good. I've been there a couple times. See, I've never been to Roosters. I've so. been. They've got the restaurant over kind of by the mall, and then they've got their actual brewery that also serves meal. Both are good. I I actually like their brewery a little better. I think it's just because the ambiance. And those were all readers' picks, guys, that we just went through. Right. Um, we're gonna get into some of the, the the staff picks. One of the staff's picks is the Angry Korean, which is really good. Oh, that place is so good over in the district. Have you been there, Jeremy? The Angry Korean. So, you know the in the district where the theater's at and there's the Red Robin and uh-huh. I think it's Wingnuts now? If you walk up that, that street that's between the two, uh-huh. um, like a couple doors up, it's kind of by Bluefish. Right. There's a place called the Angry Korean and they do uh, super spicy chicken wings Is that and they do the poke. place that used to be the little bar chicken that we went to a couple times? I think so. I think, think it did used for to be a really bar. short time. It was, that that little, all the time. it was that little pub. Chicken yeah, I think it might have taken that place. It's really good though. Yeah, don't don't get me started. That's gonna be in my freaking head all night. But that place is really good. I'll have to give that a try. I think all Bree took the ladies there one night, or maybe nope, just just a, Benita just for her Benita. birthday. Never mind. Uh, John and I went there once too. I think. Um, okay, Argentina's best empanadas. Don't cry for me, place. Argentina. <laughs> it's they say the best taste of Argentina. I don't give a shit if it's Argentina or not. They are. The best empanadas in the valley, in my opinion. They are so good. They're right across from Gormady's on 2nd East and 300 South. Um, it, they're next to uh, the Ute Indian Car Wash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking really old, like, totally racist Ute Indian uh, logo. Um, Bruvies gets a mention from the staff here because it didn't fit into any other category, probably. And I will tell you, if you want to have a really cool theater experience with the Bruvies, go to the one in Ogden because uh, it's up off of Grand Avenue. It's across from where the old mall was. It's next to like a Paul Mitchell hair school. Um, school. It, yeah. yeah. So it, it's been like a few different cinema pubs uh, over the years, but it was built to be a cinema pub with nice seating, with table, like a, like a, like a, table thing coming out of your chair so the original brewies is great but the floors are sticky and it's questionable this one has a really nice full kitchen um with a theater that was designed for this and so i'm glad that brewies was able to buy that place and really kind of keep it going uh what are some of these others oh see they talk about the best mega margaritas of blue iguana as well because they are big there um where did we get? Oh, they 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 did a weird thing with the food. That's right. They did a bunch of staff picks and they did more readers picks afterwards. Were there any other staff picks that really stuck out to you guys? Red Rock, Red Rock Brewery won for best rock solid dining. Yeah, that place is good. It's good. We went there for my birthday, like I don't know what five years ago, something like that. Owner pissed a lot of people off when he. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's when right. he tried to to go against the. Uh, alcohol change. I'm going to talk about the best crepes catering. Dolly Crepes is legit. They just opened. They're on 282 I can't even say it. 2854 Southwest Temple. And if you blinked, you would drive right by it, but they he started out as I can't remember. He's from somewhere in East Europe. Started out as just a crepe catering company and now it's a restaurant mm. and it is 
Amazing. Do you guys remember in like the early 2000s, there was a crepe place that started franchising here. They had a place in the Galvin Center when it first opened. And they made, they just, all they did was make crepes. Like, make yes, I remember. Crepes. It was like city crepes. Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. That place was so good. So good. You're imagining things, there's only Dolly crepes. Well, so they don't exist anymore. So, so I would be happy to They were the first grid. ones in the space. That did European style crepes. Yeah, they were, they were by the theater uh, where we went and saw the Christmas movie. And you make, uh, the one by our house? Yeah. Yeah. So, right there on the corner, right, right across from the ticket booth. That oh, corner there was one there that was there, huh? about time, but I don't know if it's that anymore either. No, it's not. So before it was about time, it was that crate place. That was the first, that was the first restaurant in that space when it opened, like whatever that was. Yeah. It didn't make it though. So hopefully Dolly does. And I'm going to have to go well, there because I love European crepes. The owner is amazing and you can have savory or sweet. Get some, some ham or prosciutto with some cheese and lettuce and sprouts. and oh. So good. Yeah, it sounds and good. And then they do the yeah. dessert crepes too. God damn it. You motherfuckers. I am so hungry. I am <laughs> too. My stomach is great. If I put the mic by my stomach. I, I do not want to go past this without talking about the curry pizza though. Cause they, they, they tagged it. It's a staff pick of best masala meets mangia. Oh my gosh. It's, but curry have you had it? So good. It's so good. I finally had some. It is out of this world good. I always there's, forget that it's by our work. Like I need to get Oh, there's one by the work? Oh yeah. It's at the, it's a taste of India. It's at, uh, India Palace. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that because I've always just known about this one over in West Valley. Um, that's off of fifty. They also right have there. one in in Bicknell, Utah. <laughs> 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 I was like, this is the most random place for this because you can. It's on the way to Capitol Reef, so. Yeah. Well, maybe they do good there. So that's good to that's good to know. Um, it's le- it's so delicious. Maybe that's Sim, Sim Gill was the is. one that uh, introduced it to me, but it was. Can I talk about Hall Pass for a second? Because we've talked about it before. Um, it was the best reason to be a mall rat. Gateway is not a mall. <laughs> it's an entertainment hub. But one of the things they did to do that is put in Hall Pass. And Hall Pass, um, think of a mall food court and then like throw out all the shitty stores. But super fancy. And put in super fancy yummy food. And- I didn't realize this, but it was actually designed by the Fats Burgers guys. From Fats down in in Las Vegas, hmm. um, so they there is a Fats in there. Skinny Fats is what I mean by Fats. Skinny Fats, um, but there's there's like a Nashville hot chicken place. They do lobster rolls. There's a ramen bar. There's a oyster bar there. Um, there's a whole bunch of different shit there. It's really cool. Uh, the food's really good. Uh, and I would say there's actually other, there's like Shabu Shabu. There's the fucking sweet roll taco place there at the gateway. Yeah. Oh my God, that place is. So no wieners on a stick or things like that. Yeah, hot dog on a stick doesn't. Is there a fashion stick. place mall for that? There's nothing wrong with it though. I love it when they have to make the lemonade. It's I just like, like the jalapeno or the, the, the pepper jack one. Pepper jack cheese. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a freestanding hot dog on a stick on 78th and like think, 36th West. I roughly. think it's. Is it still open? No, it's in the parking lot of Cal Ranch. Yeah, it's still open. Are you kidding me? There's so (laughs) I fucking drive by that place. It is packed Packed. all the time. Yeah, it's in the parking lot of Cal Ranch. There's always a ton of cars there. I know, because I get chicken supplies there from time to time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. I need to go to Log Haven. Okay, after I saw the picture, by the way, for that Kaiser's Barbecue and General Store, I really need to go try this place, because that looks like a fantastic barbecue joint. It's so, like inconspicuous 
Yeah, but it sounds amazing. It's a oh, there's also a cool place, and I don't think you it can was go in there for lunch, and then go get some cookies there every week. Then go get uh, go get some beer at Fisher, yeah. and there's uh, another beer place in between that and Fisher. Is it pub public? No. No. What is the other one that's out that way? Shades. No. It, no, Shades isn't quite over there. Shades is uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, that Kaiser's Barbecue and General Store looks really good. And I was gonna say, I don't know if it's even in here. Um, it's TF Brewing. But there is a place. So it used to be a barbecue place on 114th. You know where Tuscany is or Tucano's? The, yeah, the Italian place you like, whatever it's called. Which one? On 114th and State. Toscano's. Toscano's. So you know where the, there's like a Daylight Donuts, there's the Best Buy, and there's a bunch right. of like a little strip mall in front of it right on 114th and yep. State in the like kitty corner? The beans and Brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Beans and Brew there. So there used to be a little barbecue joint there, but now it's a place called Mockin Mockin. It is so fucking good. Huh. You have to go try it. It's like a, I don't remember what kind of food it is, some kind of Right Asian. next to the Pancake House. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's in the corner of one of those buildings. And I'm trying to remember what kind of fucking food it is. Um, it's like Asian-inspired, like Filipino stuff. I don't know, but it's really Singaporean. good. There you go. It's really <laughs> good. It's nowhere near Philippines, but whatever. Oh, I haven't I been here. That place is really good. I've gone there with my food mistress because it's close to the office. I really like that place. And they have a oh, little... there tomorrow. They have oh, a little, they have lumpia? Yeah, they have a little import store. And like... I, their daily specials have always been good, so. Um, also, you know our favorite chicken place, Jeremy, in the gas station? Do you remember that chicken place on 45th and that Chevron that used to be there? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that chicken place closed. <gasps> but the best party baskets that the editor picked is Mr. Charlie's Chicken Fingers because there's a new chicken place in that fucking gas station and it got mentioned here and I'm pretty sure it's the same recipes as the other Is place. Mr. Charlie's or whatever it was whatever called. Whatever it's or cl- cl- I don't remember. I know Clux, what you're talking about. Red Clocks, I don't remember. Something. But it's there and it's there's the restaurant still inside the gas and station. And they had a really good fries too. It's they unlike. Had, they had the steak fries that you'd get with the chicken. Uh-huh. Now it's crinkle cut fries and like Texas toast and they do the stamps on the cups. But uh, I'm going to chicken wasn't it's, it chester's maybe chicken? it was chester's, chester's yeah. chicken <laughs> but that place is so good i'm totally going to that place for lunch they have iced milo see i told you the, and it's right there it's yeah, right by where you I, work I drive by it every day yeah uh okay let's see oh where else i'm just kind of scrolling through because there's like pallet and there's the uh the porch which is out in south jordan i like getting which is these. good they have a pretty good brunch yeah i hear the porch is really fantastic um, Siegfried's, uh, for German food. I would say though, for really good jo- German food, I love the Bohemian. Oh yeah. It's, it's just knockout really good. Uh, let's see. Let's get down to. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the best, um, uh, what is it? How do you say? Opry ski hobnobbing. Porcupine grill is the best nachos in Utah. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it before, but it's delicious. That was uh, also a pre-COVID shutdown restaurant. So Bree and I went there with our friends Rick and Kelly for um, like a lunch one day. It was just after they were separating tables, but you didn't have to wear masks. Yeah, they, they hadn't quite like done the full lockdown, but Porcupine was already starting to space Last people time out. I went to Porcupine was the day before you broke your ankle. You guys had just gotten Jesus. back from Hawaii. That was five fucking years ago, man. And we all went to Porcupine. That was almost six years ago because that, that was, was in Josh January. Josh and Carissa took us for Christmas. Uh-huh. I broke my leg in January of 2015. 
That was six years ago for you. That's crazy. You need to go there again. It's just for for being on the. I mean, I realize it's not much of an excuse for for, for being on the south end of the valley. It's just enough out of the way that I don't think about it. But you it go is, downtown all the time up into the avenues. You could totally go to the true. firehouse one. To the which one? It's in the firehouse. Is up by the U. Oh, they have one there. Uh, mm-hmm. See, I always think of the other one that's right at the the, the mouth at of, the mouth of the canyon. The canyon. That's, that's the, the one, one I always think, think of. But they're both really good. The one at the mouth of the canyon is the big one, though. It's the big one. Mm, they're both big. They both have upstairs. That, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know the one about you did. Yep. Uh, okay. So back to some more reader's picks. We're going to get into best pizza. <laughs> the pie always wins this category. I think their pizza is okay. To be quite honest, it, if you ever have looked at their pizza in the light the next day, <laughs> it's not Okay. <laughs> Like when you're eating it, like especially if you go to like the original location up by the U down in the basement, and it's kind of dark, or even like any, like even the the one out in like uh, South Jordan on like 106 by Savers, yeah, by Savers, like it's really dim in their restaurants for a reason. The it's not to say the pizza is bad. Don't get me wrong, I like the pie. It's really great as a drunk college student. It's just if you let it sit in your fridge and look at it the next day. <clears throat> There is a pound of cheese per slice, which is fantastic when it's hot, not so great cold. For me, it was just so nostalgic because being up at the U when I was in college, we'd all pitch in oh, yeah. five bucks or whatever uh, and get a great big old pizza and we'd all share it. But down in the basement, and then they would do the, they'd have the poetry slam nights, then mm-hmm. they'd have the band nights. And yeah, it's a great, great college hangout spot. Uh, also, they make microbrew root beer, but they never fucking have any. I've not been there in years when they've had the fucking root beer. I'm like, yeah, I want some of your root beer. Yeah, we don't have any left. Don't fucking put it on the menu, assholes. You never have <laughs> Uh There's the pie hole, which is okay, and Este Pizza. I think Slackwater. I'm also going to put Jack's um, Wood Fire Pizza up in Logan and uh, a Village Pizza in Eagle Mountain. Those would be my votes for next year. What did you point at me for? That pizza place that John always goes to. Oh, Mountain Mike's Pizza. It's oh, yeah, fantastic. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's out in uh, Riverton. Uh-huh. That place is mm-hmm. really good. I love their pizza. So best donuts, Chris. Banbury Cross always wins. Look, yeah, I, but donuts and deli made the list. Banbury Cross is okay donuts. They're fancy schmancy donuts. Some of them are normal. The best donuts in the valley are donuts and deli. They're not number three. They're number one. I'm not going to drop that. <laughs> People didn't believe me. I brought them into work and they're like, okay, yeah, these are great. For just a, just a regular old fucking donut, they are the best. Hands down. Best burrito. And I think in the breakfast burrito world, absolutely. And that is Betos or Gualbertos or Albertos or Salbertos, whatever fucking bullshit name. Betos won first and Albertos won second. They're the same, the same place. thing. Uh, and then Taker, Lone Star Taqueria is a really good burrito. Actually, they make a they make a great burrito. Better fish tacos. Do they? Do, are they the ones with the big margaritas? Or am I thinking? So? No, that's not them. They're the ones no, with they're that like the old car, old car, really teeny up, in, up on Fort Union, oh, 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 like thirtieth oh, oh, oh. East. Or There's one of those places that has the the killer margaritas. It's one of those taco restaurant places. Best French fries, Bruges. Wins? I have not. Uh, oh, they have the good. They have so this, good. the Belgian style frites. So double fried French fries. I've not been to Spitz, but I wanted to go there. But Crown Burger, and I would agree, Crown, Crown Burger's Burger. fries are fucking Thick. spectacular kinds of fries. They're the kind I like that are kind of meaty and steaky, and yep, they got some oomph to them. 
Best food truck. You know what I, my favorite thing about best food truck is? There's no cup pop on here. <laughs> yes. High, like high five to all of the readers this year. But Cluck no. Truck wins. Which their chicken is delicious. Going to have to try it. Uh, Waffle of is a second and then Facil, which I haven't had Facil. Uh, best brewery, Fisher, Shades of Pell, and TF. And I don't know what TF is. TF is the one that is in between uh, Fisher and Kaiser. Oh, okay. I do okay. like Fisher. I do like Shades. I've, I've never tried TF, I don't think, anyway. I, I've never tried TF. I like Shades a lot, and I love Fisher, so uh, I'm on board with those. Um, best local spirit, always fucking wins. Five Wives Vodka. It is a good vodka. I'll give them that. Um, High West Campfire for uh, the next best local spirit, which is not a local spirit. <laughs> they did not make it here. That's uh, why it's reader's pick. <laughs> and then Salt City Vodka. Salt City Vodka is good as well. I like that. Um, Ghost Kitchens. I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I just, I just want to read this. It says, Ghost Kitchens began trending even before COVID restaurant closures. Among Utah, um, among Utah's first was the Greek tyrant. The pandemic, however, has helped the concept skyrocket as a way to provide dinners with ever-expanding takeout delivery options without the need for indoor seating or even a brick-and-mortar operation. So, Mad Doe, Silver Moon Taqueria... They all, it's, so it's like a, it's a commissary basically that these restaurants are operating out of and you can just go and pick up their or just do a delivery food. service. Mm-hmm. Yep. But also take out, which is sad that it's a new trend because you should take out, but, but banana bread. Is <laughs> banana bread. <laughs> I guess people are making more of it. Cassie made yep. some <laughs> bread in general, I think is a big food trend. Uh, best local beer, which I don't understand the difference between the brewery and the beer, but Ketos, I don't have a problem with that. I love Ketos. Uh, Uinta's okay. And then Shades wins number Ke- two. Have you tried Ketos? Their winter, they've got a winter lager that's no. a seasonal. It's really good. I should try. I really like their stuff. For best, um, ramen, isn't Ginya a Virginia is a national chain. Yeah, so it's not local. Well, at best, so the brewery is like West. as a whole, and the beer is just like an individual beer. Yeah, but it's not. It's the company. Like they're naming Ketos, Uinta, and Shades for beer. So I don't. You might like their coffee cream yeah. ale. I do. I love their coffee cream ale. It's really good. Um, High West one best, best distillery. Honestly, High West, the quality of their products is out of this world. Um, I, I'm very happy to see Sugar House up there in Ogden Zone. I think people don't realize how many local distilleries we have still. I think that's still a thing that is uh, a big deal. And yeah, Genia is a national chain. It's really weird that people throw Genia up there. Um, instead of like, like, isn't Tonkatsu that place out in West Valley? Uh, ramen place. Yes, it sure is. And, and it's a shabu it's a, shabu place too. Yeah, I hear it's amazing. It is amazing. There's a new shabu shabu place uh, in in the uh, China su- Chinese supermarket space. I heard. Bri and I looked at the looked in the windows at people eating. <laughs> Last <laughs> time we, like, there. we just kind of like stared in, like that's what you get from putting windows into the interior. <laughs> uh, best burgers. So this is what we were talking about. You can go get really good burgers in Salt Lake. Lucky Thirteen always wins. And honestly, their burgers are fantastic. Um, their specialty burgers that they do are good. But you, if you go there and get a burger, you have to get bacon on it because that's really what sets them apart. They, they do their own bacon in-house, and it's spectacular. Uh, proper burger, which I still haven't had. but Proper is legit because they do pickled zucchini, and it is amazing. Uh, 
Ruined zucchini. You just pickled it and ruined it. <laughs> uh, and then Crown Burger. And I would say Apollo Burgers right there with Crown Burger. Yeah, Their Apollo quality Crown. is top notch. Good burgers. You know who else makes a great burger? The High West Distillery up in Bark City. Oh, yeah. It is a delicious burger. Best sandwiches, Moochie's meatballs and more. I'm sorry. I love Moochie's. I don't, their meatball sandwich is not my favorite. The meatballs are too big. I'm sorry. You can't have meatballs that big and have a successful meatball sandwich, but their cheesesteak, <laughs> their cheesesteak even won our competition. Taste of Utah, we had you beat there, right? Best cheesesteak, Moochie's won. To, to my food mistress's chagrin, <laughs> he's not happy that they won. Because I hear the yeah. Philadelphian's really good, but whatever the fuck we got was not a cheesesteak. I like DP quite a bit, too, actually. Punch. They close their American Fork location. Uh, do they still have the South Jordan location sure open? Sure do, yep. Yeah, I think that's their staple location. Donkey so. Punch cheesesteaks are punch. fantastic. Uh, Mountain West got the best hard cider. <laughs> there were no runners up. <laughs> Way to go, Mountain West. Um, best barbecue, R&R barbecue, and I still don't understand it. I don't think they're that good. Pats and Sugar House are way better. I do not understand how Sugar House barbecue wins. is also better. Yeah, that's what I said. Pats and Sugar oh. House are both better. I'm not listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah get back to your phone. It's been a long one. So Spitz wins best salad. Listen, no one else is running our Instagram account but me. That's true. It's true. Okay, chicken dish. Our friends at Pretty Bird won. Absolutely. They're, Guess what? They're getting ready to open their second location. It's going to be awesome, and it's not going to cost them like a half million dollars to and build it out again. Years. Fucking ridiculous Where's story. their second location again? It's going to be in Sugar House. Uh, the Cluck Truck, which I really need to try, and then Curry Fried Chicken is... Yeah. Best Cookies, Ruby Snap. We don't need to go any further. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about them because I'll just shit all over number two. You guys, if you ever listen to this show, you know what number two is from that. Uh, best soups, uh, soup kitchen, and then cafe zupas. I don't think their soups are that good. Uh, and then porcupine. Porcupine does have amazing soups. And again, like I said, Takashi wins best sushi in Japanese. Uh, but there's Sapa and Tona that also got sushi runner up. And then Kyoto and Sapa for the best Japanese. Best tacos. Taqueria 27. I will agree. Those tacos, there's so many different varieties and they're so good. Uh, there's also that place, Maza. And um, I don't even know if Maza is still open in like Linden American Fork. or um, I don't know what city it's in along State Street there in Utah County, but that place was really good. Taqueria, well, that's the one that has the margaritas. No. Lone Star Taqueria is the one on Highland that has the we're talking about Taqueria 27. Taqueria 27 has really good tequilas. Yeah. And, and they have those amazing margaritas. Like $100 a shot tequilas yeah. at, at Taqueria 27. Um, let's see. Best ethnic specialty, Tony Caputo's. Yeah. But Ocean Mart is number three. That's your favorite, isn't it? Ocean Mart? Uh, Ocean Mart's okay. Ocean Mart's the one on 90th. I like the, the superstore, the Chinese. Oh, it's like grocery, on 33rd. On 33rd yeah. by, by Southern Exposure. Black Cherry is a really good little market though too, and that's on like 9th East and like. And 30th. 45th. It's close to 45th. It's like between 39th and 45th yeah. on 9th East. That's oh, a good. The and, left side of the road. And there's a little Thai place over there that's really good. Uh, that, that, uh, is really good, yeah. 
Uh, brew pub, squatters wins, and then Red Rock and Wasatch. We have a lot of good brew pubs here. And like you said, Trolley Wing Company won Best Wings. I love that place. It's fantastic. I like Wing, so Wing Nuts is third. I really like Wing Nuts. They've got the one in Draper, and then they've got the one in, uh, is it Riverton? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like both of them. They're yeah. really good. That's a pretty good little place. Uh, let's see. All right, this picture. The best reason to rise and shine is Ruska's kolaches. And I know that this isn't really a kolache. A kolache. A kolache. <laughs> a kolache. Kolaches. Kolaches are so good. And also was a very close runner-up in the best um, uh, savory breaded thing was Ruska's, uh, Ruska's kolaches. Um, but... Uh, Whatever that is, it looks like Snickers on top of some kind of delicious pastry yep. with chocolate and caramel. So in Texas... And it looks good. What? In Texas, when I was in Texas last year, they have got these little kaloshkis, however you say that, shops, and that's all they do. They're and, so good. And you're like, it, it's in Buffalo. It's amazing. It's like bread filled with amazing goodness. This tiny little city with one stoplight and the Mexican restaurant is called... The Mexican restaurant, but they've got like five of these little original Kalashis places, and they're amazing. Must have a lot of Russians, in Texas. I guess. At least in Buffalo, um, infiltrating. They're trying to get to NASA. Crown Burger gets best onion rings from the staff. I don't know. You, you guys tell me what other stuff you have here. That best pocket of sunshine to uplift your weekday. I have heard rave reviews about Mad Dough. I have not had the pleasure of putting it in my belly yet. Bismarck Donuts. Yes. Mm. All kinds of amazing flavors. And I think actually Trina carries them sometimes on her truck, mm. if I remember correctly. Because I know that sometimes she does that and she also does um, Sturzel. The the meds. Are we done? <laughs> All done. It's like, did I hit something on my computer? Uh, what that means is we have recorded two full hours straight, my friends. No one else will hear that. I'm going to move that around. <laughs> but we are, we are in it. I, this is always our, we talk so much about all these places, but I did want to mention the med. Um, I really like that. That's on like 4th East and 33rd South. It's a good Mediterranean restaurant. Like, it's a restaurant. It's not, uh, it's not like a, just a regular Greek kebab place. It's a full Mediterranean fare. And I really enjoy inside of that place eating. I think we should also mention the best unique spirits, which is Holy Stone. And they mm-hmm. just came up with a really awesome one that is purple. And I can't remember what it's called, but it's beautiful. And also, um, Sugar House Distillery for best handcrafted spirits. Mm-hmm. When they we- just released a uh, fifth edition. Of their, of one of theirs. You're <laughs> like, holding your I hands know. out like you're I'm cupping a dude's remember. balls. <laughs> yeah, their fifth edition of ball sweat. <laughs> I can't remember what it is anyways, but. Best way to have your beer and eat it too is Bohemian's beer ba- mm. pills and battered fish and chips. You've had those there, haven't you, Bree? The fish and chips. At- yeah, that's usually what I get there. It's pretty good. But I was going to say on Holy Stone, when we went out before Benita's surgery and we went to... Um, the Himalayan kitchen out in, uh, West Jordan, uh, the guy there was wearing a Holy Stone shirt. And I said, Oh, I really like your shirt. I have one like it. And he's like, Are you sure? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, This is for Holy Stone. I'm like, Yeah, very clearly. I know. And I have one. 
just like it. He was like it totally shocked that I knew what Holy Stone was, but it was like the shirts yeah, that, that we they got gave before us. Uh-huh. It was the same us, color yeah. and everything that that the he had one. on, and he was totally shocked. And I'm like, yeah, I especially like it because my last name starts with an H, and their logo has the big H in it. Did you did you say I know the fucking pirate that made those shirts? <laughs> no, I didn't. But it was Don't it was you know quite a I shock am? to him. The he Japanese was like, whaling pirate. He really didn't think that I knew what his shirt was, and I was like, but I I I do. <laughs> Oh man, every t- I'm stuck on this picture. I can't scroll past it of the best wiener, Porky's Kawaii, which is like a hot dog with Kahlua pork and a pineapple. It's a pineapple sausage uh, with Kahlua pork and pineapple relish, and I fucking I want that. it. It looks so good. I love wieners. I love hot dogs. You need to come. <laughs> Best affordable right. breakfast is Apollo Burgers breakfast. Uh, I didn't know they did breakfasts. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Oh man, I cannot believe I just said I love wieners. It's not. I have to my be shirt that says I love sure. my wiener. No, I'm sure I'll say it again. <laughs> I really do love hot dogs so much. Oh man, there's I so too, there, there's so many good. It's like it. It's so hard. Best non at Himalayan like, Kitchen. I I would agree with that. I will say that uh, the. Maybe. Uh, I actually like Gura's non better. Gura does make good non. I like Peshwari non that they make. Uh, the best poutine uh, at Diversion. I didn't know they had poutine, and it looks good, except for then I see tomatoes on it. I'm like, you can go fuck themselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah. God, there's just so many good places in, in Salt Lake to eat. So many good local places that we could we could seriously probably talk for another hour. Uh, and, and still not be done with all the places that we like to eat at, um, that, that make these lists. And there's plenty that we've mentioned that don't. So last week, I know I wasn't around. Did you guys talk about the best hold music? No. <laughs> the best city sanctioned hold music, Salt Lake County DA's office. Oh, what is it? <laughs> For those. For those Salt Lakers in activist circles, the whole music at the district attorney's office is a familiar sound, and by golly, it's actually pretty damn good. Calls to the office to, for example, drop the overblown and retaliatory charges against protesters <clears throat> from events like May 30th, blah, 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 blah. Let's see. It's a synthy dream pop, which is definitely a startling to hear when you're trying to get fired up enough to either leave a message or speak to a board secretary about how the DA is repressing First Amendment rights. <laughs> so let me ask you guys this. Do we want to go through nightlife as a, as a downer? We could always do that next week. Nope. I say we, we end on this high note with all the amazing foods and restaurants. Because most of these restaurants we mentioned are still open. They're waiting for your patronage. Um, and I can't, I, I really can't encourage that enough for our listeners. Uh, if you're in Utah, I mean, really, this is, this is the case no matter where you're at, but this is a show about Utah. Go patronize local businesses. Don't go to Chili's. Don't go to McDonald's. Go to, go to fucking Crown Burger. Go to Apollo Burger. Um, if, if you want just a shitty American fare or just average American fare, go to an American pub. Go to a place like Porcupine or, um, out to that, uh, place in ochre. Ochre is what it's called. Ochre. Okay. Okay. Daybreak. <laughs> you know, um, go, if you're going to order pizza, don't order Pizza Hut or Domino's. You know, order Mountain Mike's. Go to Este and pick up a pizza. Um, it's definitely worth it. The quality is, is, is there. Um, I don't, I don't know what more to say, honestly. 
Hopefully you have a safe and happy new year. Um, hopefully you don't uh, get COVID uh, in your new year celebrations. Try and just hang out at your house and uh, be happy with it. Uh, don't worry. Be happy. Um, all that sort of stuff. And I think that's going to do it. Uh, thanks. Uh, please follow us on the social media. Uh, as Jess said, she's the only one that runs our Instagram account. Um, <laughs> I do pay attention to Twitter a little bit and definitely to Facebook as it hits my phone and alerts me. Um, usually when I'm shitting. So if you get a message <laughs> and it says Chris on it from our Facebook account, first of all, that would be the first time that's happened. Uh, and then second of all, just know I was shitting when I sent that. <laughs> um, but you can also check out our website, theneutah.com. It's actually got a lot of great stuff on it. Uh, links to uh, pretty much everything we talk about. I don't think there will be a link to every restaurant that we talked about. Uh, <laughs> Jess is like, Jess no. is just shaking her head, worried that she was going to have to do that. Um, but go help local businesses. Go patronize local restaurants. Um, that's that's what's going to help everyone the most get through this this difficult time. So hopefully you have a, a safe new year. And uh, we'll do some fun stuff next week with year in review and finish out the best ofs, I guess. Check your boobs. <laughs> <laughs>